to Save Room Plays, the podcast where we're talking about the games we're touching and the games that touch us. My name is Kevin. And my name's Daniel. Daniel, thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry that I look like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, just the coming of the times, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apology accepted. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's going on? Is it, it the vaccine? Is it, the Moderna coursing through your veins, changing you? Could be. From the inside yeah, out. I have this like living symbiote in me now. Right. Yeah. It's it's an Excel worksheet that's slowly growing inside of you. Please don't. No? Let's not talk don't? about worksheets on <laughs> or Excel on a Saturday. Ah, uh, dude, you ever done a V lookup before? It's no. Pretty spicy. Sounds pretty fascinating. <laughs> pretty spicy stuff, dude. Those columns are a shifting. I people I hear people mm. do like a lot of like Excel spreadsheets for like video game stuff. Oh. Like when they're like calculating like collectibles for runs or there's somebody who is doing an entire Excel spreadsheet for like items that they needed to collect for Animal Crossing and then Pokemon and Pokemon like games. And I'm like, oh. that's pretty intense i've heard of somebody who did an excel spreadsheet Uh for a grocery store's parking lot and they had the goal of parking in every single space and they were tracking it through excel how long did that take i think it took them like a good year to get that done wow because sometimes there's a car in the space that sure you know they haven't parked in before i guess like on a night when the lot's empty you could just do it all well that's cheating buddy <laughs> so that's cheat that's not uh, that's not economical you, you only go to the grocery store when you need food so that's when you do it naturally maybe you wait a while you know maybe sure. you wait a little while and go like hey i think that car is going to be out of space a6 pretty soon and then you just go over there you park and you go mission cool. complete <laughs> done my deed for the day boom my thing is excel's not on mobile is it i don't know actually Okay. Somebody have to write in. And so you think they have their laptop them. with them? They're just like type it away. Just like, okay, we got it. Yeah. You know, like and they for sure have like a, like a VPN going so nobody can steal their uh, parking lot data. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All that strict, yeah. strict parking data. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Man. Oh, speaking of data, I have a surprise for you. Okay. Here we go. Did you know that Sony has announced that they sold through as of March 30th, I believe, or maybe April 30th. Who cares? I think it was March 30th. Mm. Uh, they have sold 7.8 million PS5s. Wow. Right. That's crazy. That's outselling, what, the, I guess, first quarter of sales for the PS4, right? Uh, I think so. What? Yeah. Wasn't that around five yeah, or so? Yeah, I think it was like yeah. five million or so. So that's like seven million scalpers out there that have it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, uh, scalpers of the world, for just hoarding them. I could just imagine just, like, tons and tons of fucking PS5 stuck in a U-store somewhere. Probably. <laughs> this guy's just, like, just waiting to, like, unload it like, at the I right gotta time. I gotta push these off or they're gonna fucking find me. The government's out for me. Yeah. I got a question for you. Sure. Since we know that there's 7.8 million okay. PS5s out there. How much poundage do you think that is? Oh wow! How much poundage? So how much does this even weigh? This is a heavy boy. Do you want to? Do you want to guess though? Can you guess how much a single PS5 weighs? So it's probably weighs about like that's probably like a good like 20, 20 pounds, 20, 25 pounds. Yeah, yeah. twenty pounds right there. Yeah. Twenty pound right there. Yeah, it's got the weird. It's got the weird underneath the. It's got the melty shape to it. It's got some flaps. It looks like it's got a collar on its side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, PS5. it looks like a fucking like if salvador dolly made a console okay it's 10.54 pounds okay i was gonna do the math it's about 10 pounds okay yeah so that means that means there is about probably like somewhere around like 
80 million pounds worth of 82 million yeah. pounds yeah. of playstations out there that's in crazy. the universe Eight, well, we have to assume there's more that's sold yeah that's sold through so that's whatever's not sold is still out there too do those numbers only include mm. like a certain type of ps5 like the the digital version or the disc one <gasps> Yeah, I know. I, I oh, fucking... shit. Listen, if we're going to talk data, we need to know. Change the math. I know. Holy shit. You're asking the right questions, buddy boyo. I'm trying. You look like you know how to use an Excel. <laughs> I gotta say, holy shit, dude. You're, God, you came in with that good question. There we go. You're right. We gotta re, we gotta re-baseline. <laughs> we're fucking you. wrong about it. We gotta re-baseline. <laughs> Are you surprised that yeah. the, the PS5 sold so well in its first three months? My surprise? Uh, you know what? A little. I'll be honest. Yeah. A little bit surprised because I thought with the exacerbating factors of the pandemic mm-hmm. and supply being tough to get a hold of and people just not being able to afford PlayStation 5 if they can get a hold of one, yeah. I thought it wouldn't do as well as it did. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I do want to know what are the metrics behind how many fucking scalpers are out there that just like bought up a bunch through their like bought up a bunch through their automated bots and yeah. whatnot. I've been hearing a lot about that. You heard about that? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, the moment you click, a fucking bot's already clicked like ten times to add it to their cart. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's we it had sucks. a few like friends who got locked out of getting consoles that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. with that, it's like okay, so how many of those consoles are still sitting with scalpers? How many of them actually are sitting with people who want them? I know. I don't know. So I'm not like surprised. I'm gonna rescue these playstations. We should come like the. We should Mon do a rescue squad. mission. Yeah. Be Astrobots Astro <laughs> rescue mission. We could be Astro Bros out there, Whoa! saving them. Yeah, fucking Astro Bros, fucking kicking in a, a, a house door, and the guy's just like mid bong hit. Going, what the fuck was that? And he's just surrounded by PlayStation Five boxes. <laughs> he's just sitting on a throne of them, getting fucking high. Oh my god! So like manufacturing, yeah, I think that would have been the one thing that really slowed down like the sales and hype of it, but. I think otherwise, like, the way gaming has been trending over, like, the last two decades, it makes sense that this is, like, Sony's exponentially selling better and better in their launch window, like, generation after generation. You think so? Because yeah. of the their market penetration? Yeah. I know, we were talking about this in the car yesterday, where we were just talking about, like, reasons for why, and I was also like, well, a lot of people who haven't had a sony console up until this point mm. have one now and we're having like a lot of first adopters in this era too so i was hearing the first the, the same thing around uh ps4 yeah because ps4 was massively more successful than playstation 3 and a lot of people that was their first playstation yeah i, I remember that conversation happening a bunch and i was like well why'd you get this and they're like i don't know xbox just doesn't seem for me because the messaging was so shitty at the beginning of it yeah. but i think they're doing a big turnaround i didn't know what the metrics for xbox were how much they shipped but i know it was pretty healthy too i wouldn't be surprised if they withheld that for a while because they've always kind of done that series x wasn't that the thing for the longest time where like xbox one where they did not release the numbers at a certain point so like we had no idea how they were selling against like ps4 yeah i i remember it being kind of for xbox one because maybe it was a number they weren't exactly proud of yeah. but they're they're hiding it for a little while hang on i'm actually gonna look this up because i want to see what the fuck is what you can't know one without the other then we'll look like sony cucks exactly we're we're unbiased reporters <laughs> games reporters <laughs> uh, hang on and we have so many recorded podcasts already of kevin screaming that he's not a sony shill he's not i'm not a sony shill god damn it this episode's brought to you by ratchet and clank rift apart it looks so good it looks really good yeah. though 
Doesn't it? So I kind of want to set yeah. the stage here because uh, we, we introduced his plays. This is going to be a plays episode. We're just kind of the stop where we just talk and bullshit like we do. We didn't write any of this news, so we'll just kind of talk through it. And then, yeah, we got some stuff we want to talk about in terms of what we've been playing. More near impressions, Pokemon Snap, Returnal, all that jazz. So, yeah. You got those numbers yet? I'm, I'm looking. Hang okay. on. Okay. The gap at the time would suggest that the Xbox Series X was trailing. But do, do we just not know? Did they not announce it? Probably not. All right, well, the gap at that time would suggest that the Xbox Series X is trailing. This is from Denny Geek, by the way. Okay. The PS5 is roughly 2 million units if we round up to the... Act- I, I don't know what's going on here. I've been chiefing today, and I can't read this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a reporter. I'm, I'm turning in my fucking badge. <laughs> turning in my, re- just my in. games reporter badge. He's a Sony cuck after all. I'm retiring. <laughs> God damn it, I don't have data to back up my fucking point. I'm useless. I'm useless to fill. <laughs> I want to ask you, yeah. um, since we did get that state of play on on Thursday, what day was that? April 29th. Yeah, um, that was, it was like a Ratchet and Clank deep dive. What and it, two other treatums. Yeah, the so what? Among Us coming to PS4. And PS5. PS5 yeah, we're going to play some fucking Among Us. Sus, bro. Sus. <laughs> what was the other thing? Sus. Say fact. Oh, sus, bro. Oh, thanks. Dude. Oh, I was in maintenance, man. What? That's what they say. Oh, because maintenance is a part of the ship in Among Us. I knew yeah. that because yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. What? And you're a reporter, and you know all these things. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I knew sus. Damn I'm it. back. Yeah. What's the other? What was the other thing that I don't know? Was? Actually. Oh, I fucking forgot. Yeah. I think it was like a game that wasn't on the console, just like Among Us is now on the console. I forget. Mm. Doesn't matter. Well. That apart. didn't really matter because the whole showcase was like 17 minutes of Rift Apart. Yeah. People got mad too online. They're just like, uh, I thought there was supposed to be other stuff to this state of play. And it's like they announced they that announced it was going to focus primarily on Rift Apart. You set the expectations and it still doesn't go. But like somebody made the point where it's like, well, you could have just like named the thing like the Ratchet and Clank state of play or something yeah. like that. Because Nintendo does that for their mm-hmm. their directs. They'll be like, this is the Super Smash Brothers direct or Smash Direct. Yeah. Play, which is nice. Yeah, but Sony's state of plays have never really been that. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes they'll have these ones that lean. Like when they did, I think they did one for for Days Gone way back in the day, and then they did Days Gone, The Last of Us Part Two at a point. So like, I I mean, I appreciate the deep dives. I like, granted, I want to see new stuff as much as the next guy. I want to see like all these like things that were announced at E three. Like, well, not E three. Jeff Keighley's Game of Summer Fun, right? Mm-hmm. whatever that's called last year when they like announced like horizon zero dawn you know forbidden west and god of war like i want to see those big things but also i understand that they still have this first six months of, of releases that they're working through and they probably do want to showcase those things at this point i don't know i was happy with what i saw with it as somebody who hasn't really played a ratchet and clank game before i think this looks fucking awesome and i'm actually super compelled to pick it up yeah i i was looking at some of it and i gotta tell you like the 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 particle effects it looks like a next gen game it, it really straight does straight up looks like a next yeah. gen game and the fact that you can bring in like portals to other levels with like out loading basically mm-hmm. instances in real time that's a game changer yeah. i want to see more games adopt some crazy stuff like that yeah right? it lets me know that the load times are going to be like instantaneous Mm-hmm. And I, just the whole like environments like that they were showing, like all the environments they were showing off look really, really impressive. Uh, the new character Rivet seems really cool. Who plays Rivet? It's Jennifer Hale, right? I th- yes, so? it is. It's Jennifer yeah. Hale. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Rivet looks cool. So you play as her like uh-huh. through the campaign? Yeah, I imagine for like maybe half of it. I don't know. I'm I'm not. Uh, I played a couple of Ratchet and Clanks in my time. Yeah. I got you the, what was it? The remaster? The, the PS4? 
it was yeah it was the remake of the first game that was also a tie-in to the film yeah, for exactly. some fucking indescribable reason <laughs> that that synergy suck dude there's just like suddenly shitty cutscenes in the middle of that game where it's like this isn't funny and it's yeah. very cohesive and then the game would like start and you're like oh okay i'm back to fun mm. <laughs> i saw that movie by the way did you? I, I don't remember watching all of it, okay. but I do remember watching enough to get, like, physically ill. <laughs> <laughs> so that so maybe 35 minutes. Okay. That was on a day where you didn't have cheese. If you had cheese, Ex- exactly. it would have been sooner. So yeah, so yeah, it's a testament to the fact that this game looks so good that yeah. I'm not, like, a big uh, Ratchet and Clank fan that I want to play it. And I think it's going to be neat. I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm excited, actually, to see this be, like, a proof of concept for Insomniac and some of the stuff they might do in the next Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, like, those dimensional rifts in, like, a, I don't know, like, Spider-Verse type game. I've been hearing some big rumors about that game, but I don't even want to, I don't even know if yeah. we should discuss rumors. You know, me being a games reporter. Yeah. No rumors on this episode. Yeah, no only rumors. facts. Only facts. Uh, another weird fact. Yeah. That didn't write about and i'm gonna probably be off the cuff with this but what you got what is it toys for bob and then one of the other studios isn't that the spyro studio yeah they're yeah. basically getting fully absorbed into activision now so they're no oh. longer gonna be gonna be working on like titles like that it, at this point it seems like every studio under that activision header is now exclusively working on like call of duty games <laughs> yeah which kind of sucks <laughs> welcome to hell yeah welcome to the suck (laughs) is what they say to all those devs jesus christ could you imagine man i'm gonna go work for activision i wonder if i'm gonna get to work on a big tentpole franchise that isn't call of duty i wonder which call of duty it's gonna be turns out fucking no homie (laughs) you're gonna work on call of duty that sucks yeah that does suck well it's weird too because i feel like games like tony hawk you know, Pro Skater 1 and 2, Spyro reignited, no and then, like, Crash Bandicoot. I feel like those games did well. Yeah, and I think there's an appetite for them, which is why it's weird that you just don't foster that. Yeah. It feels like you struck gold with the latest one, and then we hear it's like, oh, we threw that... Uh, Neversoft is going to be working on Diablo 2 now, yeah. right? Was it Neversoft? No, it was no, it wasn't Neversoft. It was the other studio. Oh, fuck, dude. Virtual Vicarious Visions? Vicarious Visions. There, yeah, we, there go. we go. We, we got, got there. there. We got there. I'm a games reporter. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's going to be the bit throughout the whole episode. Games journalism, son. It's hard. It's alive. It's hard and it's liquid. It's always flowing. It's going one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Liquid. <laughs> games journalism. <laughs> another thing on that, speaking of Activision, yeah. Bobby Kotek oh, announced <laughs> that he was going to take a 50% pay cut uh as part of renegotiating his his term but he's got signed on for multiple years kevin yeah i know you're really big into math this episode yeah what's like 50 percent of like four billion dollars he made like 154 <laughs> million dollars yeah. last year so half of that we're looking at yeah. oh, what is it like 75 million yeah so like still a lot jesus fucking shit so he's he will no longer be richer than god he announced he'll be richer than jesus <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. take what we can get in this economy right yeah yeah you remember that time all those people got laid off like during the pandemic yeah that worked for activision it's... or bobby kotak taking that 50 percent pay cut <sighs> what's gonna happen to his homes in malibu <laughs> oh no not his homes in malibu what's gonna happen i hope they redistribute that fucking 50 percent we should redistribute his bones amongst the Commonwealth. <laughs> While he's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
be like that. What you what you won't get that. Why do I want to make the reference anyway? The scene in Day of the Dead where the bad guy's getting ripped apart by the zombies intestinal, and he's going Salazar, Salazar. That's gonna happen. That's gonna be Bobby. <laughs> That's gonna be Bobby. Kotek. He's just gonna crash. Right, but it's gonna be a bunch of fucking redditors. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. <that> no stocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I mean, that's that's what redditors know now stocks and bitcoin and nfts true yeah. fucking nfts dude man i don't even want to get into it but i do want to say that i'm rightfully disgusted by what they did at the oscars the the nft of chadwick boseman what happened yeah. i miss this like by a mile oh yeah so <laughs> well i know what happened with the like anthony hopkins ended up winning an award for best actor and they yeah. saved it for last thinking that chadwick boseman would win yeah and it turned out no and anthony wasn't there <laughs> and it was weird i remember that well this was one of those things where they i think they wanted to do like a tribute of sort and then obviously like he was in i don't know what movie it was but he was up for an award right uh ma fuck what was it i'm looking up but instead of doing that, they decided, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna give these little, we're gonna give these little goodie bags of Chadwick Boseman NFTs. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I still need to see. I actually hadn't heard of it. Exactly. And I also wanted to see Jesus and the Black Messiah. Yes. Um, yes. Exactly. And I don't know if that cleaned up. It won a few things, right? I don't know. I actually don't really watch like award shows. So yeah, I it's, don't watch award shows. It's, it's a weird unless there's gaming commercials in it. Yeah, it's, I'm a games reporter. It's a very weird thing because like 2020 was a very drought year of, of movie releases. So mm-hmm. it's like I was hard pressed to care. Are you yeah. kidding? Freaky came out. That's true, but it wasn't up for anything. What? Well, that's just I don't think Sonic was bankrupt association. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here, here's what it is. So on Saturday, it was revealed that all nominees would be given a non-fungible token NFT of Chadwick Boseman's face in a bright golden CGI, which would be put for auction for charity. The 3D tribute was included in a gift bag for all nominees attending the ceremony on Sunday. That's crazy. Uh, its creator andre o'shea shared the news on twitter da, 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 da. while sharing a clip of the animation he wrote quote the way to immortalize an artist is to honor them with art mm-hmm. bringing this piece to life has been one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences as an artist for him sure yeah i don't know it just seems kind of like tasteless and tacky. so th- <laughs> i'm not going to come at anybody about you know their interest in nfts sure. but i will say that participating in in this nft transaction the non-fungible tokens yeah is cowardice um man the fuck up fly to the rainforest and burn down a quadrant like a real motherfucker okay skip the nfts you're wasting time go out there gold look for some wet wet trees dry them up burn them down it's easier i promise you and you don't have a receipt for something useless that's true you have a memory (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't sure where that was gonna go Whatever strain you're smoking today is actually like on this fucking like god tier like god mind stuff, man. I'm a games reporter, god damn it. And well, I'm here to report that you should just go fucking fly to the rainforest and burn pieces of it down instead of engaging in this NFT nonsense. Yeah. Because it's called being honest. That that's my ethics friend, and journalism. Is ethics and journalism. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this sure is Save Room Plays. We didn't do the plug at all, really. <laughs> but you can find us over at SoundCloud.com slash Save Room Show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play, wherever. Probably an NFT somewhere in a handbag. We'll, we'll actually be in handbags at 
E3 this year. We'll be in a handbag, <laughs> both of us, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> are we smaller or are we in pieces? Are we in a lot of handbags? What is this? It'll be pieces of us in oh. NFT form. Oh. Much like Bobby Kotek's body after it gets torn apart. We're going to turn Kotek into some NFTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. And then on the on the visual front, if you didn't want to see us in NFT form, uh, you can find us on Twitch. Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. That's true. Where next week he claims all he's going to be doing all weekend mm-hmm. is streaming Resident Evil Village. Resident Resident Evil Village will be the only thing that I touch next weekend. If y'all hit me up and be like, hey, dude, do you want to play some Fortnite? I'll say, fuck no. (laughs) Do you want to play Among Us on PlayStation 5? I'd rather be Among this big old vampire ass. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You got got another video game? You got enough? You got something? No, I think that's all I got on that oh, one. Okay. Like, yeah. Are you looking forward to Village? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, as per tradition for Resident Evil, I took a day off uh, to play it. Um, nice. Yeah. And I'm going to touch it. And uh, well, uh, <laughs> That's all you're going to touch, apparently. You're not even going to touch yourself. No. Yeah. No. Not going to eat. Not going to put anything in my temple that could distract me. <laughs> from the experience that is Capcom's survival horror franchise. He's going to make me bring him food to his bedroom. You will have to feed me, sir. <laughs> Boys got to eat. But I will not have time to look away or stop touching the controller. So you will have to blend these foods down. Okay. And put it into a smoothie concoction, okay. which I can therefore put in my Capcom-themed beer hat. Okay. That has a straw that comes down, and I could just slurp that up. Okay, right? so one side is a food smoothie, and then the other side is what? Like, probably just beer? Probably just beer. Okay. Probably just beer. Coffee in the morning, yeah. beer at night. No. Got it. Well, I, there's only, like, two sides, so it's like, well, it you can rotate this coffee, but yeah. I don't even clean it out. We just pour beer. Oh, just pour... Yeah. I mean, there are some beers that have, like... <laughs> this IPA's got a kick. They're brewed with, uh, with coffee, so... Yeah, A lot yeah. of the stouts I like. That's amazing. Yeah. Are, can you make this? You're a coffee master. I am a coffee master, that is true, Yeah. but I don't know how to make beer. I never got my brewing hat and license. Damn, I yeah. knew you had a blind spot. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me, okay. Sandra Bullock. Uh, well, cool, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. When are you coming back? Um, to Twitch. To twitch.tv slash the red herb. Who knows? No, sir. When are you coming back to twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels? Wow, yeah, I've been away from it for the so long. The D&D I... Dynasty. See, the thing is, like, I've been sitting in your streams all these yeah. these weeks, and I, I forgot who I was. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe someday soon I'll go back to it. I'll, I'll reconnect with myself. Find you. Find me. Returnal to Daniel. Wow. Wow. You went there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Returnal is definitely a game that I have been thinking about streaming, because sure. it's like one of those games where it's like, it would be really cool to just play. And it feels like also one of those games where like, I would be all in on playing it and maybe just fuck off with the chat for a bit too. <laughs> Much like when I play Soulsborne games, like I'm half concentrating in one direction or the other. Yeah. Like, and I need to be focusing <laughs> on one or the other, so. Now, forget the chat, they understand. When a true yeah. gamer is at work, they understand that they're just keeping them themselves entertained, yeah. right? With their emotes and um their, their currencies and amas and, and the amas things. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, whatever the chat does yeah poggers they're poggers, they do a lot of poggers yeah if you will which i but might be a raptor these days i'm not sure what that means who knows yeah or i think they change it they change it no? yeah okay they, they were doing the thing like once a day mm-hmm. they were doing a new pog champ right and it ended up in a very sour way i remember that what was the sour way 
Um, they're making it. <laughs> we talked about this in the show. They're making it a different uh, streamer or influencer, like per day. Yeah. And the time that they made it uh, a a black streamer, uh-huh. uh, people flooded his channel with racism, basically, and just like all sorts of shit. Just fucking like, like it became targeted harassment because people that Damn. wouldn't otherwise know yeah. knew him from the emote and just like went straight after him. Fuck. Yeah. So it was like a lack of foresight about what could happen in, in that capacity there yeah so that's why i think they actually just like they don't do the poggers a day thing anymore yeah Twitch. yeah i think they they kept on for a while and then they kind of petered off with it yeah so, yeah. so it's um, a raptor or something these days i think it's like an animal it's not even a person man if only twitch could do something about harassment on their own platform if only wow so crazy mm-hmm. um yeah i to, to answer your question i don't know i'll be back when i'm back you guys will feel it in your in your in the bones in the air it'll go off in the discord probably so, so yeah. you'll know i mean i'm i'm happy enough to join you on your streams whenever whether we're playing like monster hunter or dark souls 2 which we just started doing last that's week, true which the i dose. think i would want to get into at all yeah but i'm actually really enjoying it so it's far. a really good game yeah you me and nick were playing and uh it, it just has its you know idiosyncrasies like i don't like the way that you have to do multiplayer in that game yeah i don't like their soul band level bullshit where you have to like be have a, a similar range of soul accumulation for your character so it's not even based off of your level it's based off the amount of souls you've gathered yeah like it's in a what like a 10 to twenty thousand range or something yeah how am i supposed to keep track of that right Come so you, on. you so you can't do the password system at all like in dark souls 3 or bloodborne which i didn't even think that i thought that was clunky yeah and then this shit came about and i was like oh so you brought some chance into this system too that sucks because <laughs> you can have like uh summon stones that either just don't pop up because you're like fucking four souls away or like you're accidentally like running into other people that like <laughs> summon your yeah. thing it's, it's stupid that was the problem we were having yeah where it's like oh i was trying to summon you guys and it's like why can't i summon them and it's like oh because i was probably eleven thousand yeah. under when i needed to be like 10,000 under and it's like come on i i think it's an interesting like so souls overall i think it's an interesting thing to treat the multiplayer aspect as a resource instead of like a guarantee or even a feature that's kind of like what they've always done though yeah but i also wouldn't be mad if they didn't like use that approach for elden ring if there is multiplayer in that game like you don't you ain't gotta you don't have to do that to us yeah it's fine we'll see i mean it is a fact that they've gotten better with their multiplayer hmm. systems and instancing since then, which is yeah. nice. But it seems like even when they have something that's favorable in place, like the one with uh, with Demon Souls, right? Where you could set a password and it's like, oh, you could be within any, any range and have somebody join your party. And then they like range restricted it at a point. They did. They did. They, they, they patched <laughs> that like, bullshit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fucking annoying. But yeah, they'll figure it out one day. But I'm, <laughs> I'm liking Dark Souls 2 so far i don't quite know the world it's set in but it's definitely like a, a more colorful interesting world than you know just seeing lothric again i like it yeah. i like it a lot yeah it, it's not as um i mean it's still bleak it's dark souls sure. right but it, it doesn't feel as <laughs> like i don't know morose as um part one and part three are yeah part three are definitely especially three it's kind of morose but yeah i like it i think it's cool yeah i wish there was like a remaster of that one because it's got some oldnesses to it okay so when you're walking around this tower yeah. like it's like this fuck it you're kind of getting up on like the parapet on the side and like you're looking out and it's night and you see the blue of the night but then underneath it you see i guess what's the ocean but it looks like something that was made in like ms paint like it's really <laughs> bad <laughs> i mean you it's know it's so rough yeah i i notice you have a um you notice the backgrounds a lot 
Is I that do. like the first thing that you look out to in a game where you're just like, what's that background look like? Just see if it's 2D or not? Because I used to do that all the time. As, uh, not <laughs> like always, but like some games I will. I, mm. I mean, there are some games where it blatantly stands out in, a, in an offensive way. Like I think of some of Final Fantasy VII Remake's backgrounds, which like, yeah. I love that game. It's a famous some the, example. Some of the back textures in that game are rough as hell. But it's, you know, they put their resources towards like amazing character models and, you know, yeah. cutscenes and stuff. So, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Forget Are, aren't they fixing that with the intergrade interlude? Hopefully, intergrade lude. We shall see. Internude. You think that's gonna Don't have a be whole... rude? <laughs> yeah. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> it died right there. Yeah. Video games. That's why we're all here. What do you want to talk about, man? Well, we've been playing some stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's say let's say Returnal is kind of the topic because I think there's a yeah. lot to kind of like break into on that one. All right. We might repeat top. ourselves on that. I it's... hear your cat eating. Yeah. Let her eat. Little munchies. Let them eat. She's cracking her little her little hard browns. She over loves there. her hard browns. She loves her hard browns. Maybe if she's good, I'll give her a soft brown later. Uh, this is. It's a little treat. Hopefully that can't be misconstrued. It's a treat. Oh, it's the softer browns with the little meaties in the side. Yeah, yeah, and they're good for for her teeth. They have tartar control. Yeah, they taste awful. Kevin, what? Can you not eat her treats, please? Not anymore. They're awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess I'll start. I've been playing a few games here. Uh, I'm going to start with the newness, Mm. though. Start with a new Pokemon Snap. Which oh, came out on snap! Friday, April thirtieth, April 30th. the year of our Lord Miyamoto twenty one. Yeah, I thought I was gonna wait on it a little bit, but I figured to myself, well, Nintendo games never drop in price, so it's gonna be sixty dollars next year, so it sure. doesn't really matter. Sure, um, sensible. I, I think for me, it was like, do I want it digital or do I want it physical? And I just. I was like, I don't really care. I don't need the cover. I don't need the box. I was like, just give me that digital game. Whatever. Just give me that good old digital Worst case scenario, they just take it away from me, you know? I mean, mean, eventually. Eventually that will happen. But I've been on kind of like this this Switch kick lately where I've been like playing Switch games before bed. Really? Just because, yeah, like I'll just give myself like 30 minutes to an hour like while I'm like watching like a Netflix show or like Mm. maybe have like a kind of funny podcast on whatever, right? And I'm just like fucking zoning out, playing a game and it's, it's nice. I've been kind of starting with like, well, I started with some deeper games. Like I was playing fire emblem three houses for a little oh bit. were you really yeah How for, do you like that for, for a week straight before bed i was playing it and i've probably actually across my 30 minute sessions only really gotten three hours in all right um it's it's fine so far i haven't really gotten like too deep into it i mean it's kind of like anywhere from a 70 to like 200 hour game and depending on how you want to play it mm-hmm. but it's it's cool i mean there's an interesting world i think the tactic style gameplay is is pretty fresh reminds me of what i like about final fantasy tactics and there seems like there's a really cool story at play there. It just feels like it's going to play out over the course of three separate playthroughs in full. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Isn't you basically... Like four houses eventually or... Yeah, I thought they added a fourth one as DLC. a hidden house or something? Yeah. The fourth house is Luigi's Mansion. She's getting Such an asshole. Stop. Yeah, she's trying to jump over the fucking laptop. Please stop. Yeah, you're a baby. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to that that DLC. I know it was announced at one point, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You kind of start like the game opens up. There's kind of like a little civil war going on. You help out, and then in that you have intermi- interminglings with like three heads of each of the houses. Um, I'm mm. not, I can't remember the names of each of them. I think it's like the blue deers, the black eagles, and then now that the yellow lions maybe crush it yeah that, that might be right i don't actually know <laughs> no, uh, but you get some interplay right. with the characters and then from there you kind of have to decide like which house you want to kind of lead 
um, and be a part of. Um, but it's weird because you come into the situation as kind of like an outsider who's a, like a mercenary and they want you to be a professor at the school, like at the monastery that like all these houses are at. And it's like, all right, cool. Oh, so you're not a student. No, you're technically not a student. Okay. Yeah. You can be a part of the school and, and be a part of their houses and romance the students, but you're a teacher. As a games reporter, yeah. I am aware of the fact that the protagonist's name is Byleth. It is Byleth, whether okay. you choose boy or girl. Gotcha. Yeah. I went with Lady Byleth. Lady Byleth. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. She's out there being really gay. Really? Yeah, I'm out there trying to romance the the head of the uh, Black Eagles. Oh. Yeah. But it's cool so far. I really can't speak to it too much. There's there's a lot going on with it, I feel like, in, in the long haul. So far, it's been a lot of like just doing side quests in the monastery. But yeah, I like it. And then my, my thought process from that continued like of like, okay, I still want a game I could play before bed. And I was like, I might as well just pick up Pokemon Snap, right? Because it's like, it's chill. Not really, I don't have to worry about fucking 70 hours of gameplay or, or romancing Pokemon. It's just like I get in there, take pictures, and boom, I'm done. I mean, right? getting the perfect shot has its own level of anxiety. Yes. For me, I don't think it's a chill game. I would get pretty serious about that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I remember back in 1999 with the original Pokemon Snap, I took mm. those shots very seriously. Yeah. Did you print them out at a Blockbuster? I did, actually. I had I had a few that I printed out. There we go. God damn, you're taking it seriously. It, it was the ones... Are you a games reporter? No, I'm a gaming photographer. What the yeah. fuck? We could collaborate sometime. A wartime games photographer? <laughs> like, fuck this whole podcasting thing. We should get into journalism. I've been saying it forever, dude. Yeah. Journalism's the next step from this. <laughs> <laughs> what to say about Pokemon Snap, though? Or new Pokemon Snap, rather. How's like, it feels? good? Y- yeah, it feels fine. Can you like, use a gyroscope at you all? You can, yeah. Really? Yeah. Now that's some hotness. So I'm playing it handheld, mm-hmm. um, and like it, it feels good to just kind of like motion the camera around and everything, but like, yeah, if you want to just like move the switch itself, the gyroscopes are pretty responsive on it. Um, I think the thing with the game is like, you know, even though it's 22 years after the original, like I didn't expect it to like break new molds or like go to amazing heights. I still expected it to be basically the same thing. And it is like, it doesn't pull any punches about the fact that it's (laughs) literally the same game from 22 years ago. I thought that that would end with like, but no, they reinvented (laughs) photography. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it changed your like worldview. (laughs) You play the game and you're actually a part of national geographic. They take you out of your house and you're in the field immediately. You finish Pokemon snap. You get a fucking degree. You get a degree. Yeah. <laughs> you're well known in the field they give you a right. noble peace prize for getting a good picture of a pikachu on a holy surfboard. shit yeah. <laughs> well what's what's like new about it like like uh you can throw glow sticks at pokemon and such or it has, obviously has newer pokemon yeah so the original focused on the original 151 pokemon from like the kanto and then I, it was going into the johto league at that point this one has I actually don't even know how many Pokemon there are now. It's probably like, what, seven, eight hundred Pokemon at this point, right? Um, Come on, you're a journalist. You need to know. Hang on here. Um, so yeah, it has new Pokemon. How many Pokemon are there? Here is information from Bulbapedia, Bulba Garden. Bulbapedia! Uh, it's hard to tell. There should be a finite number. There should be a finite number, but it's yeah. still asking me to do math. Look yeah. at this. It broke it out by generation fucking assholes oh you're really bad at math though but yeah, look it actually it adds it up for you so gen 4 has 493 yeah so now you gotta add so up all of these 12 more rows click on that what do you mean 12 more rows it's gonna show us more information uh it looks whack on my phone huh <laughs> it doesn't look good dude doesn't look good oh i see i think maybe there's about 898 
Yeah, that sounds about right. 898, sounds right. So I don't think there's going to be like 898 Pokemon in this game, but it's going to probably borrow across all the generations. I'm already seeing shit that I've like never seen before from like the shows or the games. Let me ask you a question, though. If there isn't all 898 Pokemon in the game, isn't that kind of like a cop-out? It's kind of like a cop-out. Isn't that kind of fucked up that they make you buy this stuff? You know, Nintendo? Corrupto? Corrupto. (laughs) (laughs) Getting in there and just not, not doing the needful, you know what I'm saying? And I need Nintendo to do the needful. Right. I just want a game that has literally everything Mm. of all time. Is that what you want? But it's also fresh and new. Okay. (laughs) So the the fresh and new, since we took a fucking side rail on that. um, What do you mean? It it does the same thing where you show up in an area, I think it's the lentil region, and you have this professor, I think his name is Professor Mirror, and he's basically like, all right, much like, remember how, like, Monster Hunter is like, we need to go to these areas, chart these areas, find these Pokemon to explore the next area. Rathalos. Yeah, there, there's basically, like, this Lumina thing that's kind of going through the areas that they're, they're trying to track, much like the kind of like an Elder Dragon trail. And the only way to find them is to take pictures of other Pokemon exactly nice exactly so you you kind of pop into the area just like that it's a really basic plot you're taking pictures for this professor it has kind of a a very light character creator where you could be a boy or girl and then pick amongst like eight skins yeah um and then yeah you're out there you're doing the thing you're in the fucking pokemon car like you were in pokemon snap if anyone's confused the thing is take photos yeah (laughs) you're out you're doing the thing man it it very much has like the you're on a track you have like a limited range of view i mean well you have like a 360 view but you like kind of slowly rotate so you know take pictures of pokemon and i mean you're not teaching a dog new tricks with this one. It's like, literally, you're doing the same thing you were 22 years ago. I don't think they have normal dogs in the Pokemon universe. Um, it's always like Growlithe. half a sword or something. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I, I like that it's hmm. it does a few things differently in that like you can play it through levels during the day or night. So you get variants of Pokemon depending cool. on like which part of the day you're playing on. Hmm. I've actually only really gotten through the first area, but like... There's so much replay value in terms of, like, you going back and, like, getting research points to, like, you know, max out, like, your research and, and you know, get, like, one, two, three, or four star shots of Pokemon. Because it's, like, a, a tier system now. Hmm. Like, in Pokemon Snap, the original, you only took, I think, one picture of each Pokemon for your album. And then you got to choose at that point which one you like better. But this one, it has, like, now, like, kind of stacks of four for each Pokemon where it's, like, all right, cool. And the the different stars are based off of, like, environmental things. It's, like, okay, cool. One star could be a Pokemon sleep in, right? A two star, that Pokemon might be on a surfboard, you know? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yo, this Pokemon gets a yeah. lot done in a day from sleep to yep. surfing. Exactly. I love that shit. So, and what else does it have? It has the same sort of, like, item integration where it's, like, you get, I think they're called, like, floof fruits. to where it's, like, oh, you can throw them out there and the Pokemon will react and you can take, like, pictures of an excited Pokemon eating a fruit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just pelt this Pokemon with yeah. a fruit, it, it, and it'll laugh! It becomes a lot of that, too, just throwing, like, fruit at Pokemon's heads and, like, knocking yeah. them out. Yeah, cure this Pokemon's depression by throwing a fucking orange at them! <laughs> uh, and what, it's got, like, a like a scan pulse, too, which, like, yeah. kind of awakens or, like, rouses Pokemon in areas. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. If, something's, like, <laughs> oh. if something's hidden, you hit the little scan button, and boom, it might come out. It might do a little trick for you. So, yeah. i don't know like it's it's neat i think for long-term fans it's it's gonna serve and there is like a cool replay value in terms of like trying to like you know get the most amount of research points per shot um and there's actually like i guess kind of like side quest in this one where the professor or his assistant or todd because todd's back 
Uh, you know Todd, the fucking brown-haired freak from uh, the original game. He's <laughs> he's a human being. Yeah. <laughs> of all the Pokemon's about nothing but freaks, dude, and you chose the one non-freak. Hey, he's back though. You can do quest for him. He's like, oh, good. He's like, oh, <laughs> there's a mission where it's like. It's a picture of like a bunch of apples and they're on fire and it's like find out which Pokemon's been scorched in the fruit. What the fuck? Yeah, so you have to like take a picture of like a Pokemon near like a bundle of scorched apples. So I mean, it's it's neat that they put the thought into like trying to like yeah. kind of bulk out the gameplay, but it's like at the end of the day, like you you know what people want with this, Bandai. You know what people want from this. They just want to take pictures of fucking Pokemon. Yeah, and they, that's what they're gonna do. They want so. to take some candids exactly. of these pokies. Um, I had an idea for a really good video game. Sure. Merge the world of Detective Pikachu okay. with Pokemon Snap. Okay. And make it like a murder mystery, right? Like somebody's leaving like, you be, you're basically a Pokemon crime scene photographer, right? And you're piecing together the clues. You got to make sure you take the right snapshots yeah. of like, you know, there all oh, those claw marks. There's Charizard claw marks on the wall and there's a dead hooker on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like her intestines are hanging out of yeah. her. Same claws fit. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> yeah. you just kind of go through it, right? And the entire time, Detective Pikachu is just like, Jesus Christ, I've never seen anything like this before. I don't know how many more days I can do this. <sighs> I love Todd like a brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really good. He's still voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. Reason. <laughs> I want that. No, I like that a lot. But what you're playing sounds cute, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 cute. I like. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things where it's like, long-term fans are gonna love it it's gonna sell really well yeah you think Um, yeah okay i was gonna ask you that you think it's gonna like smash it or i mean it's kind of a given with any nintendo game right Mm. like their software sales are fucking ridiculous through the roof i don't know there's been a few star foxes that have sold like shit (laughs) sure but funny coincidence all of those games were bad as fuck yeah not 64 not 64 64 no 64 is good 64 is good no no no. i mean like the, the dinosaur planet one yeah star fox adventures the one that was on the Wii U. Uh, something Assault. It was something Assault, right? Flippy Assault. Flippity Assault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's new Pokemon Snap. Uh, I think it would probably be cooler for me to talk about it if I had more enthusiasm for the, the franchise. I'm, I'm a lapsed player. Like, I don't buy the annual or biannual, like, Pokemon games like everybody else does. I actually never really got into those as hard. Like, Pokemon Snap and, like, kind of the offshoot games are my fucking thing mm. like stadium snap you know mystery dungeon shit like that um, well, so a lot of these spin-offs end up being a lot of fun and really are. good yeah like i yeah i don't like, think it's uncommon for people even pokemon tournament those. i fucking yeah. love pokemon tournament that was i haven't great. played that one i've really wanted to play that <laughs> it's actually. such a good fighting game Fuck. Yeah. yeah but yeah some of the spin-offs are really solid that they they do and some of them are odd but solid remember pokemon conquest I do. Fucking Nobunaga's Fury crossover there. Yeah. I don't like tactics games, but that game looks hugely interesting. Yeah. People have been talking about it as far as like spinoffs go, because this one apparently is a really good spinoff. And they're like, yeah, Pokemon usually has good spinoffs. Yeah. It, well, it's the thing where it's like their mainline titles play it kind of safe entry to entry. So like when yeah. the new ones come along, it's like it's neat to see them do something different. Right. True. So, I mean, this is always going to be a recipe that works. You got a camera. You got Pokemon. Take a picture. Boom. Everybody's happy. I want a Pokemon right. cooking game. Oh. I want that. But, uh, like, like, I want to use the Pokemon's powers to, like, flame broil stuff, you know? Okay. Get a little Charmander, like, just heating up heating up some steak. But, like, Pikachu is uh, using lightning <laughs> against the buns. No, that's good. I, 
I don't know. Or he has to keep like the the stove on. It's like a lecture. There we stove. go. You got to charge it. Exactly. It's like like a bunch of mini games in one. Right. And you got yeah. Squirtle rinsing off plates. It's oh. like overcooked kind of. Yeah, I kind of figured you were leaning over. into that. It's that the only thought. cooking game I played. Yeah. So I thought that you know that should be the basis for all cooking games from now on. Or it could be like Cooking Mama. I've never played but that. Don't put any. Uh, oh God, what was it? There were people who were do- like uh, Bitcoin mining in Cooking Mama. It was this whole thing like a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I'm not a journalist, so this is definitely not a thing I'm going to talk on like you would. But uh, yeah, it, it was a pretty big scandal. Okay. It sounds like a huge scandal. Yeah. Mama's in jail still. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, Mama's tough. She'll survive. Mama's tough. She knows how to cut a bitch. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we could kind of go nice back game. and forth on this one, though. Uh, what are you playing? What am I playing? Yeah, what do you got going on? Um, well, I just want to talk about the two main games. So Beyond okay. Returnal, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, I'm playing a lot of Near Replicant. What's the version? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to look it up. It's a bunch of fucking numbers. A bunch of numbers. Memorize. Yeah, I don't know. That's a stupid title. And it kind <laughs> of is a stupid title. I, I'm sure there's significance to it, yeah. but... No, there, there probably isn't. It's yeah. just Yokotaro having a fucking joke about subtitles. Anyway, <laughs> this game, I'm very up on this game. Yeah. I like this game a lot. I really, really appreciate uh, the things that it does. I think it's a solid remake because I've seen footage of the original. It does a great job of lifting the graphics. There's some PS3-ness about it, of course. Sure. You know, just in the same way that we're talking about Demon's Souls. It's like that architecture is always going to be there, right? It's not like they um, rebooted the game or anything like that. No, it's still, it, it is the PS, it is the 2010 game. Yep. With better graphics. Yeah, there you that, go. That was my complaint about it when we talked about it last week. And I think even some of those complaints have, have hold very strong and probably even gotten stronger as I've sat with the game. You're, okay, yeah. Yeah. Tougher uh, complaints, huh? Yeah. So let me ask you, you're probably, what, maybe 30 hours in? You just beat it the other day? Yeah, I beat the first playthrough. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of the side quests, but I fucked up because, like, if you don't know, Nier's broken up into this, um, uh, this, like, a part one and a part two, the campaign. And your little boy near, who I named Jojo. Jojo. Because I'm watching a lot of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. What did I name mine? Uh, it was like Relic. Or Relic, yeah. It was R.Elic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for knowing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I knew. Yeah. And then, um, so at a certain point, without any goddamn warning, you will be thrusted into a five-year, like, jump in have no access to any of the side quests that you you picked up as a little boy. Well, there is a warning. Portal. It's two words. <laughs> fucking vapor moss vapor moss yeah so we're not gonna spoil much about it for you guys but just know if you see the words vapor moss there's you... nothing to spoil somebody gives you a fetch quest asking for vapor moss <laughs> and suddenly five years goes by <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's like any other quest yeah. you're like yeah, yeah yeah i'll do that quest for you whatever and then suddenly like the story gets pushed through well, yeah anyway. it's it's because popola asked you too and it's like if popola is gonna ask me to do popola. a thing i'm a fucking i'm a bend over for popola yeah dude popola yeah popola's coming in there she's singing and she's like mayor of this little town anyway so here's the setup right here's the setup if you don't know near you may have heard the name near automata yes. and thought to yourself that's a sequel because that's all anybody said because like hardly anybody fucking played near yeah okay that that's the fact of it we can't go back and act like near is sacred fucking ground it was never anything but like a niche kind of cult game right yeah <laughs> um it's just that uh, there's a lot of really cool themes, a lot of great music, a lot of cool storytelling. It, it is stylistic. It, it has, it's somber. It's a little more, um, I would say it's it, like melancholy and yet filled with action at the same time, which is an interesting blend. It's a very strange, like 
it's another way of saying like yeah it's very anime inspired yeah in that way um there, i mean there's a lot of like very melancholic sad moments between characters or yeah. even like the entire world state but there's still so much like i guess optimism and like color within the world even still like it's not like a entirely gray palette world of like just desolation yeah the setup <laughs> is that it's thousands of years after mankind kind of had a uh let's say an oopsie daisy yeah. and almost went extinct and there's still survivors out there that are have basically rebuilt and have little villages out there in the waste and it almost looks kind of like medieval like you you live basically near like uh what looks like an old-timey castle yeah but it's just like ruins built on top of like the old world which is really cool and it's a small tiny vi- like i when i say small village holy shit do <laughs> i mean small village okay yeah there's a shop <laughs> And there's like a river, and then there's, there's a library. library. Yeah, and there's a fountain. A fountain. That's all Can't you forget the fountain. Yeah, it's all you got going there's on. There's three gates. Uh huh. Which lead out to big open yeah. areas. It really it mm. does remind me of kind of like that early PS2 and 64 area of like yeah. here's your hub town, like like a Zelda would have for sure. It's like okay, cool. This is what I'm gonna kind of pivot off of it. And actually, there's a big Zelda feel in this yeah. game. Honestly, when it comes to like especially how. You're going to be going back and forth between these key areas, like, a bunch. There's, like, five areas, and you go to each of them probably no less than ten times. And it's, whether it's for story elements or side quests, because somebody wants you to go find a fucking egg on the top of somebody's house (laughs) in the area. Or they want you to fucking, they want you to find mice tails, but only in the desert or somewhere, you know? It's like, okay. So you're doing this quaint (laughs) shit, which is basically a bunch of, like, dragon quest style fetch quest yeah. where somebody asked you to get find like 10 of a thing find 10 of this goddamn flower and you have to go either find it in the environment or you know fight things yeah. and the game starts off with like oh there's wolves attacking you and whatnot and then it leads to there's shades right it yeah. stops being normal animals after a certain point yeah or like it has you hunting a bunch too which i noticed in the second half like there's barely any animals by the way interesting yeah probably because they've just all been destroyed just by, shade. yeah. by shades yeah and then like the field are filled with shades but yeah you get these big kind of uh open biomes there's one like the northern plains are probably like the biggest and they like there's these little connecting areas too in between the different like destinations like the seaport and which is like this little nice town yeah um where you learn how to fish and you shit. go there a lot uh, fuck the fishing yeah. by the way oh my yo, god yo <laughs> I, I think the fishing is fine it's fine it I, works i spent <laughs> fucking 45 minutes to an hour fishing for 12 sardines <laughs> actually sorry fishing for 20 sardines and it was like just the worst oh i mean yeah because my favorite thing about the fishing is that you'll have like this epic fucking fight with a fish the worst fight in the world right it's taken for like it takes like two minutes to try to reel this bitch in and it'll be a bucket it was actually a bucket this whole time daniel Did you know it's a bucket? That happened to me like five times in a row when I was hunting for for sardines. And it's like, oh, you got a shoe. You got a bucket. You got a gear. There are so many little things in this game that feel like an obvious fuck you. Yeah. um, That are just making fun of like JRPGs and such. Especially with its quests. Right. And like you'll have characters like remind you of how stupid that these fetch quests are. They'll be like, why are you wasting? Like you'll, it's usually Vice. Vice will ask yeah. you, why are you wasting your time on this kind of thing? Yeah. And your character always happily replies like, oh, it's good to help. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I do like that kind of like counterpoint of like uh, Grimoire and Brother Nier because it's like. Brother Nier is so, like, happy-go-lucky and does mm. just want to help out everybody. Even if your sister is, like, dying and sick. Yeah. Like, he's so willing to go find, like, you know, 
12 sheets of wool or whatever and, and help out his neighbor. Just do whatever he <laughs> yeah. needs to, man. He doesn't want to, like, wallow in his sister's death. So that's the other thing. This yeah. little boy, he's got a sister. Sister is the most important person in the whole world to him. Yona. To a little near. Yona's sick with this fucking, like, the word, black scrawl. This word virus, basically. Yeah. There's, there's just letters surfing around her body, and she's very sick, and nobody survives this shit. Yeah. Uh, one of the other key mysteries of this world is this disease this plague that's going around and what the fuck is going on are these actually people lots of questions left and right yeah that's a question i have a lot of the time where i'm like are these actually people or are they androids yeah. a little bit of both because it's yoko taro's worlds are very hard to discern mm-hmm. oh for sure <laughs> until you play through all 12 endings you know? that's the thing so it, it's tough to talk about the the whole game in scope because obviously there's way more story revelations that are hidden behind these other playthroughs um and every playthrough that you have like starts at the five-year cutoff point like so the midway point so it makes it a little nice. bit quicker yeah it's yeah. nice but then there's all this like additional story thrown at you in different subversions but uh-huh. um but i need to go back and restart the whole fucking game unfortunately because yeah. i did not know that would happen and i missed out on a bunch of like sub quests that unlock stuff like um farming and other shit like that makes it easier yeah, yeah yeah that's another thing you need to get different weapons to get like certain endings which is crazy crazy concept <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot of grinding for stuff to just make sure you can not even just be a completionist but see every aspect of the game story wise yeah. which is it's a big ask i think if it's players but i think it is nice at least to be like okay well each subsequent playthrough is gonna have diminishing runtime it's gonna yeah. be shorter and shorter and shorter what did you think of, like, the, the first, I guess, like, A ending, A story? Did you think it, like, stuck its landing with, like, characters and story and everything? Well, the thing about Near Replicant that's kind of surprising, like, comparing it to Automata, it's a simple story. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward, despite its, um, how can you say, it's just esoteric parts about it. Um, and yeah. some of its vagueness of what it's trying to communicate to you. Yokotaro likes to paint in emotion more so than he likes to paint with logic. Is sure. basically how his stories work. And it, yeah, he's a creative. But I think it's effective. I think the way that he does it, it's effective. Like, it all combines perfectly. Like, what would be a, a fucking boring part of the game where you're just running back and forth, right? With your little boy and your floating fucking book that spits out magic. Yeah. <laughs> is somehow turned into this kind of hugely emotionally moving thing because of the music yeah. part of it, right? It's like all these parts by themselves don't like maybe not work like in full like for instance the combat while it's been improved for this edition is still kind of boilerplate combat but in combination with the music the art style the enemy designs it all just like works it's really effective but it's still very straightforward so and i feel the ending is kind of there too okay i wouldn't say there is like a huge revelation or anything like there is like one aspect that they tell you about the world that goes like oh okay but it largely doesn't really impact um Kind of the emotional stakes at the end of the end of the story, but yeah, uh-huh. you you run into a conflict and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, and then there's one big sad bit with another character that I can't talk about. Okay, it's gonna make you very very sad. It's, it's gonna, gonna make depressing. me sad. It's gonna make you sad. You said it's gonna make me depressed. It's gonna. Hurt I'm already you. depressed. Uh huh. So this is gonna put me down, down. Right. Shit. Or have the opposite effect. Boost you up. Yeah. Such succinct sadness <laughs> only makes you happy. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, as far as stuck its landing, I think it did a good job. Okay. Um, it's an older game, like I said, simpler, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it and I just wanted to keep on playing it and just be in that world because there's, even with the roteness of like the fetch quests, there's almost something comforting about it, like doing them and going back and like having these little kind of micro stories with different characters or 
what was especially cool, which very much reminded me of Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. is you'll have you'll push forward these quests that you don't get like a, a like let's say you do two quests for characters in the first half of the game, then you'll get the more quests in the second half, and it's been five years, so you get yeah. like an update about where these people have been at or how they've changed. And some of it's sad as fuck. Some of it's filled with revenge. Some people go crazy because their brother was crushed by robots. You know, just just things like that. Like it's these little sad vignettes that are really interesting and kind of compelling. But again, have this kind of very um, melancholy, like kind of undercurrent through yeah. through everything that's going on. Like this consistent sorrowful, hmm. sorrowful tone, which is interesting. But yeah, um, I liked a lot of it i liked a lot of what i played right i think it's some of it's tedious yeah but it's cool the art design's really vibrant again the music fucking crushes song of the ancients dog oh man which version though all of them <laughs> yeah. every single one's good <laughs> give me popola give me devila give me all give me, of them give me both of them give me both of them gotta get her drunk first gotta get that's yeah. true you gotta get her a very distinct drink that you gotta go on a mission where you yeah. gotta fucking like collect like 10 shrimp or something yeah that's the, i think that's the sardine one the sardine one yeah. disgusting what's wrong with that person <laughs> so i i'm on the same kind of wavelength with it where like i much like i was when we talked about it like a week ago like i i'm enamored by it i think the the world is is stunning the the, the graphics, like, you know, they did a great job at, like, building some of those vision visuals, like, from the ground up in a, in a new kind of, you know, I wouldn't say next-gen, but current-gen kind of way. The gameplay is amazing. I think, though, like, some of those, like, PS3 hallmarks, like, stick with it in kind of ugly ways for me, where it's, mm. like, going to some of the same areas over and over and over, like, outside of the towns gets kind of monotonous for me. Like, yeah. going out to the deserts, going to Facade a bunch, and I'm just, like, I don't really enjoy having to... <coughs> do those tracks over and over and over again. Um, but I do like the through line of like some of the quests and the fact that like, now that you said there's continuity between like the five year, uh, gap, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I had just gotten to the five year gap before I stopped playing, which I think put my play time around like 14 hours or so. One of the best part. So like in seaport, a ship shows up yeah. on the beach out of nowhere, like just like a wash in there. And it's like one of the best parts of the game too. Huh. One of the saddest parts which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And then you going back to Emil's uh, mansion is probably one of my absolute highlights for the game. I think that's like, it's it changes the perspective to where it looks like a Diablo-esque game. Cool. And you're going through basically a dungeon underneath uh, his house. And then it ends with one of the better boss fights in the game. Which that's is awesome. pretty crazy. Yeah, the first time you go through <laughs> like the top levels and you meet Emil and, and the butler, it's like, oh, these are really interesting characters. There's such a mystique to the the house too. Yeah, it reminds me of like the house from um, from Kingdom Hearts two. That's out in the woods where it's like they keep seeing Namine in the window, and I'm like, yeah, there's something weird about this place, and, and there definitely is. Um, and Emil's just a really cool character. This fucking. His stone eyes, his Medusa eyes. Stony eye, boy. Um, I am enjoying it. It's got some really cool systems about it, too, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, its upgrades. Like, getting to, like, upgrade your, your weapons and equipment with words. Um, that, or That system's a little weird, but, like, I yeah. like that there's a way to streamline it. Where you can just, like, batch assign, like, yeah. whatever your best words are. So you don't even have to worry about it. But it is interesting. That system's, like, eh, yeah, it's a little convoluted for... But that's that's one of its old design things. Yes. Where I'm sure it's one of the last fucking things they thought about when they made that game. I'll, I'll say it does a very <laughs> fascinating thing where it's like it merges gameplay styles, mm-hmm. like outside of just like obviously the JRPG hack and slash sort of elements about it. There's elements of the game that play out like text adventures too. Yeah. Which yeah. like forced, you, the yeah. force of myth, mm-hmm. you go there and like you, you meet these like three 
characters that are stuck in like I, I forget what it's called like the, the dream wrath or something like that and you play mm. out these like text adventures in their dreams and, yeah like you have like kind of a lot of segments of it end up playing out like kind of choose your own adventure novels but like you have to like pick the correct path or like you, you fail basically mm. <laughs> yeah one of those was frustrating because it's like you had no way of knowing what was the right way to navigate through like a house yes basically but i think it was a cool thing where suddenly this game just pumps the brakes and says you're gonna go on a text adventure yeah. right what a fucking like out there thing and this game also like automata did a lot of this too where sure. it's like switches your perspective suddenly it becomes a shmup <laughs> by just like a simple like camera change yeah. which is really cool and then it's back to hack and slash um, and I, I ended up, I like the combat. I liked, especially in the second part when you are able to switch between a two handed sword, a one handed yes. sword and a spear. And it like switches up the combat to a, to a degree where it's like, Oh, finally there's interest here. And then there, you get shielded enemies too, because I thought the combat was so fucking easy It is during the first half, <laughs> like stupid easy where I'm like, okay, thank God that there's something that makes this like worth doing. But yeah, I was hardly dying at all. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. It's not very yeah. challenging. No, I've heard a lot of people actually turn on the auto combat because oh, okay. what the auto combat does, it actually like switches between the weapons and your magic without having to assign it like you have to do manually. Okay. And it makes this fucking like anime road show of doom. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Basically. And there are like, I think four mm-hmm. difficulty settings. So it's like, yeah. if you think normal is too easy, just jack it up to hard or extra hard, like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they do the time jump and you get to use two handed weapons, like I had a sword that was in my my arsenal i'm like this is awesome just seeing like the the animation fight scenes and styles for brother near with the weapon it's just like so dynamic and different and it's cool i like that it kind of elevates like player choice with like different play styles and fight styles versus like you're only gonna use a sword yeah and the magic's fucking sick like you yes. you get these like arcane uh fists coming out of your book yep. or you can turn it into where you have these devastation spheres like yep killing people the lances i use the lance a lot yeah the one that's actually really good is execution the one that actually um is an aoe where spikes come out of the ground because they just like they stun the enemies around you and have them hanging off of spikes fucking cool like the magic's really neat and i remember thinking like damn was there awesome magic in automata not really it was all like technology based. yeah it was all technology based because you had a robot yeah okay so, I, so, I mean, I like that. I like that I'm thinking, like, oh, I have my mm-hmm. my my hack and slash buttons. I'm doing my, my work with my sword, but also I'm using, like, my triggers to do magic and shit. Right. And you could completely map it, like, any way you want. Like, if you wanted to do all four, like, triggers and bumpers to magic, you could. Like, you don't have to evade on any mm-hmm. of that. You don't have to block. Yeah, no, um, no, no, no. But it's, I would much cool. rather have, like, block and parry. Yeah. So, like, I, I like the combat, but it's just, like, it's still very kind of cookie yeah. cutter when it comes to it's like it's square square triangle square square triangle it, yeah exactly that's all you need to do it's sometimes you hold square it's not the <laughs> most dynamic but like it it does a lot with what little it has yeah. i think and... it matches the simplicity of the rest of the game yeah that's what i feel but i i really like it i really enjoy it um i also enjoy kaine a lot kaine is great kaine is a great yeah, character just seeing her be this kind of like crass stark comparison to the other characters hearing her curse like say like fuck this (laughs) she feels like like everyone's surprised because it's like she's it's nobody acts like that in this type of story exactly nobody acts like that in this type of story and that's why everyone's like did she actually just say that yeah Yeah, the (laughs) first time it happens too I fucking love it. It's great. Kanye's really good. Laura Bailey crushes it. I think they redid their voiceover. Is that Laura Bailey? Bailey? Wow. Okay, that's awesome. The the voice work in the game is is really great. So DC Douglas is Vice. 
uh, who plays Wesker in Resident Evil 5. Yeah, he's all and then Ray Chase, who plays Noctis in Final Fantasy 15, is Brother Nier. Old Nier. Okay, Older I was going to say. Not Baby Nier. Yeah, I don't know who plays him younger. I do. Laura Post. Kine. See, it was me. That was you. Okay. That was me. <laughs> Yona! Yona! <laughs> sure. We're going to go see Popola now, Yona. Popola! <laughs> Sing a song! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura Post, yeah. who does voice work in Persona 5 uh, Royal, is in it as well. She does like some side character work. I think there's a character in the library that, that she voices, and I'm like... Oh, really? I was like, is that... It's a fun library. Is that Kasumi? <laughs> yeah, the, you get to do some cool side quests in there. I like some of the boss fights, too. Yeah. I actually think the boss fights are set up pretty neat. They're, none of them are really challenging, but they're cool. Yeah. Like, I like... Like, when you go to the, the airy. And have yes. a boss fight there. I thought that was fucking sick. Yeah, the first boss fight there is really cool with Kaine. And then the fight in the village before mm. the, the time skip is really great, too. I also like that there's it, it tries to be a sweeter story and then there's just wanton violence. Yeah. Like the point. Like, you're covered in blood by, like, hitting a goat once. Yeah. <laughs> and it's people get, like, so slaughtered brutal. like fuck in this story. <laughs> and it's, like, one of those things where it's like, god damn. <laughs> like, this, this goes hard out of nowhere. But it's... Yeah, it, it's one of those stories where it's like, well, he's he's acting brashly and, and, and brusquely because he wants to save his sister and he doesn't give a shit. And that's yeah. like the big emphasis in the second part for Brother Nier, where he's like, every time oh, yeah. somebody's like, oh, that's going to be dangerous. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> he seems like so hardened and resolute in, in the second half. Yeah, he's, he's he has fucked up about this kind of thing, man. But all he does is like, you could tell all he's done is like hunt for five years straight. Yeah. He is a, the shade hunter basically that's what he's known as yeah so it's interesting that the game tries to like at least wrestle with like what kind of character is that who who does a person become when good intentions turn to his sister gets ripped away by yeah. the shadow lord and shit it's good, it's, good stuff. it's it's like looking at um it's it's like clint uh in the jump to end game when he's out there like being a, an assassin oh hunter. i was like Hardy. where is this yeah, going? <laughs> yeah 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 well it's like that, there's that <laughs> jump and he's like yeah i've just been fighting and hunting and avenging all yeah if time. you were gonna reference the comics it's like clint he can't pay his rent <laughs> <laughs> yeah brother near's out here he can't pay his rent he's gotta find a fucking protege <laughs> <laughs> yo and i gotta fish for hours <laughs> sorry i gotta pay the rent yeah i i yeah. i do i deeply deeply enjoy this game a lot it's got a lot of charm a lot of great elements yep. um it's yeah, it's, it's a wonderful game. Um, some of the side quests suck. Some of the side quests suck. They do some, suck. Some of them are really interesting, though. I know. It's like, oh. But it's hard to tell what's interesting and what's not. You do them all, and you're like, oh, fuck, I gotta collect ten carrots versus, oh, man, I gotta find instant catharsis. Well, so the thing about it is, like, the thing you're doing might be mundane, mm. but the writing for the quests is always right. really top-notch. Like, I think yeah. the writing in the game is superb. It's really good. Yeah. I really like the, the, the storytelling. Hell, one of the most effective pieces of writing, not to spoil much, happens in your second playthrough, uh-huh. and it begins the playthrough, and it is just a description of a character's backstory, and it just, like, hits so hard, where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why, why? I'm just reading text on a screen. Yeah. That's it. Like, it takes 15 minutes, too, by the way. It just, like, stops everything just to yep. tell this backstory. And it backstory. demands your attention. Yeah. Which is like, really oh, crazy. And I'm like, I... I You'd think that's like a other games that would try to do like if David Cage tried to do that to you, <laughs> you'd be like, "Fuck you!" Be like this you. is pretentious. Yeah. In this game, it just works. It's effective. It's like, "Yep, this is how this game tells its storytelling," and also it helps that words are a big deal in this universe, right? Yeah. Like, there's a thing about words. I mean, there's a whole word play. There's a word sickness. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Hmm. I I like it. It's just it's one of those things where it's like we're approaching 
though this ramp up of like week after week of new releases now and yep. it's like i am not going to get back to near replicant probably for another like three weeks yeah sadly. same same here i'm probably gonna have to dispatch pretty hard and until village has that platy plat next to it yeah. i'm not gonna play anything, anything else yeah you're gonna be anything very serious about that but you'll probably oh, do yeah, it in like 72 hours uh it's gonna be a month of resident evil though yeah, watch, yeah. watch like mercenaries modes and be like oh yeah you're gonna do you got to get five stars in every map. And da, is it da, da. launching with it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be cool. Cool, cool. It's going to be great. Uh, what's not launching with it anymore, though, is Reverse. They pulled the plug on that for a bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, apparently they need to fix some server issues that uh, were made apparent during the beta. You remember the beta where every 10 minutes they're like, ah, uh, it's down. <laughs> we'll be back. That's actually all I remember about the beta. I never yeah. got to play the game because every time I went in, there was server maintenance. Yeah, I got a few sessions in there, and I got to tell you, they uh, they were not compelling sessions yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not surprised. It just makes it a weirder like prospect, though, right? Because you can still only get the game if you own Village. Yeah. But now that it's coming out like in the summer, is anyone gonna give a shit? <laughs> right? I don't think so. You know. Like okay, cool. I guess. Thank yeah. you for this free game. Adding multiplayer after the fact, I feel like only really works for certain games. Yeah, like Rockstar games. Well, that's the thing though. This is like a separate download too. It's yeah. not even like gonna be in the UI. True. Of like the game, yeah. <laughs> so it's like this separate entity. Unless they had it to where it was an option in the the main menu, yeah. and then it just out to you to the playstation store you download it and then boom redirected you from a good game to a bad one yeah gotcha so gotcha we'll see i know you're gonna play a lot of village a lot of village i'll and play a lot of village i think it's like it's it's gonna be a longer game too in terms of like runtime and everything so mm-hmm. yeah I, i'd be interested to see like what because they're probably gonna do like you gotta speed run the game i'm interested to see like yeah. what the shortest speed run for it would be oh yeah like four I, or five hours yeah i'm curious how many times i'm gonna have to replay the game in order yeah. to uh to get that platy plat but i'm excited i don't even know what the the plat list is no probably say something crazy and just be like hey you actually have to draw blood (laughs) in real life put it deport into your dual sense (laughs) fuck (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna take your your (laughs) oh man it'll be a lot of fun yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it but for now though like and then this is what's taking up my time and instead of near is returnal came out yesterday what yeah, the new Housemark game, the new fucking Sony AAA Housemark game, mm-hmm. um, and I am enraptured by it. I think it's a very fascinating take on the genre, and I like to see that Housemark is like doing something new, yeah. and like succeeding wildly with it. Like, I feel like this could have been like a big risk, and I like to see the, these like these studios that Sony is like letting these things happen with, like you know when. Gorilla was like, okay, we're doing Killzone, but now we're going to do Horizon or like Insomniac, right? Sure. Now we're going to do Spider-Man, right? And it's like these studios that are taking these risks, like we're seeing them like really like run away with it in like excellent ways. The thing, the thing that went going through my mind, like playing this game, I, and it's like, this is not me trying to disparage the company whatsoever, but I keep on saying, Housemark made this? Because yeah. I'm used to a much smaller scale game from this uh, well, developer, right? Like Resogun and Dead Nation and yeah, shit. Yeah, Zombie Nation. I'm playing this shit and I'm just like, what the fuck? 
like this is a serious glow up for this company. Yeah, but it's like the thing is like the DNA of those games is still in this one, surprisingly right. so. The um, energy, the speed, yeah, it's the visuals, there. the glowiness of yeah. things, the little like the little unique sound effects when you pick up a, like a new item, like yeah. kunk, kunk, and shit like that. It's very, it's it's a housemark game through and through. But it would be like a situation if. Um, Fuck, what would be a good comparison? Because, like, Gorilla was still making, like, AAA they games. They were making AAA games, yeah. Like, these dudes went from making small scale to huge scale. And it's, like, they didn't even maybe, skip a eh, fucking beat. Maybe the Insomniac comparison, then. Or, like, uh, yeah. um, fuck, what's the studio that did Ghost of Tsushima? What's the studio that did Gex? And Sucker Punch is the answer. Sucker Punch, yeah. <laughs> from them doing, like, the, the Sly Cooper games. And yeah. And doing fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. But um, this is, this. it's beautiful. It runs so well. Yeah. And it is, I really like their take on this concept. The idea that it's, like, a, um, a horror sci-fi shooter. A horror sci-fi third-person roguelite. Yeah. Like, it's so fascinating It's got a lot going them, on for it. See them play in the space and the, and the systems that are kind of, like, at play with it, too. It's it's funny too because like Housemark is like they're they're kind of like quotable now as being the studio is like yeah arcade's dead that was our identity from yeah. from the longest time I mean that was the thing too it's like you could always rely on a Housemark arcade style game being on a Sony console like you know PS3 at launch like you had your you know detonation your your alienation and PS4 at launch it's like oh you had Resogun like that was really cool and it's like now this like I hope they keep playing in the space and honestly just keep improving and improving oh for um, sure it's next gen as hell I gotta say like this game is I, I was excited for it because like I really wanted to play a PS5 game and it does not disappoint on that front at all hmm. like in terms of like the visuals, the particle effects, the way it uses the dual sense, uh, the sound design and how it plays with like, you know, the three D audio and everything. Like I I'm really, really impressed with like the product here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Goddamn. On the audio front, there's this like grumbling sound that happens when you fight the bigger enemies in yeah. the game. Like those you're ma- mainly fighting alien squid robot neon orb shooting yeah. monsters the entire yeah, time basically and the way that it sounded was just like it felt like i was a character in a kaiju movie and just staring up at a giant yeah. thing and hearing the grumble like shake the ground and you could feel, you it, could the feel it in the controller and shit god damn it's, it's so good when you go into the first like biome after like the crash happens and like there's like a light rain kind of pattering across the controller much like it yeah. did in astro's playroom uh, I was like, whoa, this is really, like, really cool. It lessens over time with some of those elements, but, like, mm-hmm. when you go to a new environment that, like, kind of has different, like, haptic feedbacks and, and feels to it, like, they definitely put it in the forefront. And I'm, I don't know, I love seeing them use the, the technology there because, like, yeah. that was going to be the thing, right? Like, these PlayStation, so in some cases, first-party studios. I don't know that Housemark is a first-party studio proper because they're not owned by Sony, Mm-hmm. Um, but like to just have like a PlayStation exclusive, we should say like using the haptics and everything in, in full, even like with the way the, the triggers and the, the gunplay plays out, right? Like where you have like, you know, when you're doing something like primary fire, you pull the trigger halfway and it's, it locks in kind of like stops in place. And then if you do secondary, you have to pull it all the way in and like just all the, yeah, I had to turn that shit off. That shit was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucking hated that actually. Cause I, it was, that's fair. It was fucking me up the entire time that I was playing. Cause I would instantly pull in like the trigger. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm about to pop off and then it would like bring up my secondary fire. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So you can switch it to like a classic mode where it's like L1 to bring up the secondary file. It's yeah. so much better for me. I, yeah, I, I want to still feel the haptic, 
but it turns it off basically when you do that. Fair. But it's I'm doing way better in the game <laughs> than it was before. Yeah. It's it's cool to see it implemented. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't use my L2 primary fire like that half the time because I'm not aiming down the sights. A lot of what I'm doing is running and gunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you could do the the hip fires like yeah. the way that you should do it, like for the most part, right? Yeah. Um that that was a hard lesson too, where it's like, uh, eh, don't just stand there and zoom in. This isn't RE4. Yeah. And like, sometimes you need to run. Sometimes you get penalized for it too. Yeah. I guess overview for the game, right? Yeah. So it is a roguelite in a kind of sci-fi, like alien fantasy world. Yeah, you crash land on a different planet. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, like with the loop of that too, of like this character, Celine, who I think she's like chasing this like white signal, right? And she's like, I gotta go to this planet for whatever reason. She has like these memory, like kind of like, I guess like, I don't know what they're called, like psychological imprints too that like keep driving her back to the planet. But mm. like the first crash happens, you go there, she discovers her own body and she's like, oh, that's me. That's my that's suit. Weird. That's my gun. That's weird. That's not usual. And that happens a lot more and more on subsequent playthroughs because like a lot of like the roguelike games, like the death yeah. loop is the one of the main mechanics of the game. And the fact that the narrative like is kind of merged with it in such a compelling way is really cool too. Yeah. I really think it's it's such an... So, like, we saw this with Hades, right? Yeah. Where the mechanics were explained through the uh, actual story. Yeah. And we're seeing that here, too. And I think they do it in a very interesting way. But, like, you just ch- ch- change it to, like, a fucking, well, Groundhog's Day is a horror movie, basically, yeah. <laughs> if you really thought about being trapped in a loop. And uh, it's amazing finding some of these, um, like, you'll pick up a bunch of, like, uh, like audio files, and, yeah, and files from the past. And it'll be you talking about your experiences. And the entire time your character's like, I don't remember saying this. So this either like didn't happen to me yet or like she's trying to figure out whether or not maybe there's multiple me's. Am I getting cloned or is this a timeline thing? Like, yeah. She's trying to weigh that the entire time. Well, the way she crashes on the planet too, it almost makes it seem like it goes kind of through like a uh, like a paradox, like a, right. a time dimensional paradox too. So it could just be looping too, like for whatever reasons, but it's that kind of like intrigue of like what's actually going on with her on this planet. Yeah. Like w- what happened to her initially. And also like the backdrop of like the alien world too. The like, sentience that yeah. she calls them. Right. And they, they apparently were, there's some sort of affliction or something like going a, on with this place. They had a civil war. It seemed like from some of yeah. like the, the xenoglyphs and stuff that you can kind of like transcribe and find. Right. And there's just these really highly aggressive creatures. I think she calls them the scarred or the, the something later on. Yeah. What's interesting is that you and me, like, despite the fact that you've played probably well more than me at this point, yeah. we are seeing different things because <laughs> of the procedural nature, which by the way, I think is like, this is one of the most successful uses of procedural level creation I have ever seen. Yeah. And ever. I think it's even more impressive because it's in like this triple A, like third person action shooter. It's not I, just like a side scroller. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, because the thing is, it's not just like, oh, hey, you know, it's the same maps and then different enemies or something. No, the maps switch and change and reconfigure. And like, while there are some areas where I'm like, okay, I recognize this stairway that I've gone through before. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's stitched somewhere else than it was where yeah. I've ever encountered and it. And it might have a different like RNG of like enemy types and I don't, variety. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. Like the variety for it, I was just like, I'm blown away. And the fact that it's like a 3D AAA action game where yes. like it looks amazing and doesn't look like just kind of piecemealed or auto-generated. Yeah. It looks like it's still handcrafted. Like, That's the impressive part. The environments are like really popping too. Like, oh. cause the, the way it's segmented is like, 
you have biomes basically the first one is kind of like this overgrown i think they call them biodome they do call them biodome yeah. what's up buddy you are actually, you eternal you actually find <laughs> <laughs> that's the poly shore log that you find on his body i want that sequel where it's him you play as poly shore running into dead poly shores on the ground <laughs> <laughs> but like you you start off like where the crash site is and it's like kind of in this like overgrown area like lots of vegetation greens dark hues and yeah, like kind of area. like a lot of like kind of ancient like obelisks and architecture too and then like you know once you progress far enough you get to the second biome which is like kind of like this desert it's like a crimson wasteland basically as you kind of like progress across this this planet um and the runs that you have to do to basically kind of get far enough to progress to the next biome or even get like through to the bosses is like it's challenging it's rewarding i actually like i love i it's probably gonna be frustrating for a lot of people like the yeah. death loop of it just dying and dying and dying again but like you really do get better at it with each run like even mm -hmm. if it does switch the environments on you you're learning how the enemies at least come at you and you know how yeah. to like kind of evade them and you learn kind of like the kinetic energy of the game and how but you're supposed to there, play there it. for sure is like garbo runs like you're gonna get oh, garbo yeah. runs immediately like i've had more than once uh i would run in and i only have my starter pistol no upgrades no nothing yeah and i'll run into a room where there's like two kind of boss type enemies and i'm yeah. like oh what the fuck i've i've played for Two minutes, and you're doing that to me, right? So I think Hades did a little bit of a better job of, like, ramping you up to the point where it's like, okay, you have enough upgrades where you can... Fuck, they give you an upgrade the moment that you step out of the the, the room, your, your yeah. palace, but uh, it's still good. Like, you still end up with, like, these fucking, like, flow runs, man. Yeah. That's what I call them, where it's just, like, I have this devastating, like, level 7 weapon. I have a bunch of, like, um, perks on my, um, basically my... What do they call it? The health in this game? I think it's... Oh, your life integrity? Integrity, yeah, right. your suit integrity. God, these fucking names for everything. Th that's the thing, like, so it's, yeah, at its core, it's, like, still a pretty basic, like, roguelike, mm -hmm. but, like, what it does to, like, breathe new life into, like, the systems, mm. and, like, its boon systems, and its, like, detriment systems are really, really cool. Yeah. In terms of, like, the, like, the suit malfunctions and the parasites, like... I, I <laughs> like the, the risk versus reward nature of the parasites, because yeah. the parasites are... It's uh, always going to be a bad thing and a good thing if you pick yeah. one up. So the bad thing would be like, oh, hey, uh, your protection has gone down, which is basically like your defense has gone down like by 10%. But you'll like, um, you might pick up like health from an enemy on, on death or something yeah. crazy like that. Or like your proficiency is better at a gun. Yeah. Like stuff like that's pretty cool. But some of them are just like awful. Some of them are bad. Some of them are just like, we're going to dig up your grandma. <laughs> but free food forever yeah <laughs> just like wait a second what are you gonna do with my grandma you don't get to know yeah. if you pick this up <laughs> uh we're gonna break your brother's legs but you get half your health back yeah <laughs> like, exactly it's like oh yeah you know you can pick up more gold but uh we're gonna cause a recession your gold means nothing <laughs> the thing with the the mm. suit malfunctions is like they are kind of like temporary handicaps yeah like yeah you have a thing where it's like okay i'm usually doing this the way it's kind of like measured in the world is like through like malignancy to where it's like okay i might open this chest that has malignancy on it that like might give me a malfunction it, there's a chance there's a it. chance yeah usually it does in my experience <laughs> usually it's, it tells you it's like moderate severe very yeah. likely whatever and it's like sometimes you can get just like obelite which is the currency that you 
can use to like make items just or get prepared for a lot yeah. of goofy names or for artifacts concepts. or whatever and sometimes it, you, you walk free other times it's like you said you, your fucking suit breaks in half but like yeah. you have challenges usually that you have to complete and it, it reverses the malfunction yeah. which is nice where it's which is like, cool okay cool for this one it's like open one chest yeah, okay. or melee three enemies yeah. or something like Use that. Use a consumable. Yeah, it's so, nice. So those are nice. The parasites kind of stick with you and you can stack mm. them, but I think there are stations yep, very that you can remove it to where you can remove them. Which is so. really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of variety with these boons and what you do and how yeah. you interact. And there's it's never boring and it's never like, oh, let me just like um, lean on this one thing. Because you may not get that boon at all, yeah. right? Which is very Hades-like. But it's cool because if you're if you get a nice flow going on, you could. So the health system is actually kind of neat. I like the health system. So I didn't understand it at first. Right. So you'll have these green like crystal drops like in just in the environment. And if you're hurt, it'll give you health. Cool. They're like phylums. But if you have a full bar of health and pick one up, it you'll have like three little slots, and it'll like a hamburger. Take every slot on the on the hamburger. If you get all three, you permanently have more HP. Yeah. Which is really neat. And if you (laughs) so rewards you for doing better. Where you max it out so much, it actually gives you a revive. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. That, and that's that's slick as fuck, by the way. The revive. Yeah. I was on a, the first boss battle, and he got me when his health was like an inch away from done. Got the revive, got a kill. I was like, oh my god! I didn't even know what happened. I was like, why the yeah. fuck did it revive? I had to me? explain it to you because it's like you were looking at I think the fabrication stations yeah. where you can make you can exchange. Oh, because the icon doesn't tell you what fried. it does. It doesn't at all. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? And I'm like, that's the little astronaut that you get from the house. That's literally you a little toy astronaut. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Oh, by the way, there's a creepy astronaut who's been following you that may or may not be your dead mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it her mother? Uh, yeah. When you go into her house, she she has a, a thought in her head about the astronauts. Oh, because there's a figurine. Yeah. And she goes, that's where I got my first figurine, actually. Okay. And he said, and she says, this is kind of like what my mom would have worn back in her day. Oh, I totally missed that line. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what she said anyway. I could be wrong. There's a lot going on. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much going on. And like, honestly, like I'm fascinated by it. Like I want to, I played it for like 15 hours almost between like yesterday and today. Like I've been playing nonstop. It's like super addicting. But also I want to get to the core of it. Like I want to uncover all the biomes. I want to know what the story is. Like the story's really cool. Like I want to know what's going on with Celine. I want to know what's going on with like the house that like she keeps seeing flashes of. That's also in the planet that shouldn't be there. It's also one of the really cool things. Like this yeah. game does some shit where it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's a house in the middle of the forest, and you walk into it, and it goes like pure like first person where yep. you're just exploring, and you're like picking up objects and figuring out the story. Um, I'm pretty sure I am not supposed to be there. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. In the house? I read something. I read something that said that I may not, I, like, I basically got rejected to do the job that I'm doing now. So I don't know how I'm there, if that's true. See, like, it keeps it unfolding as you go back to yeah. it. Every time you go to this house. There was a, a log that you pick up, too, where mm-hmm. it's like, she basically kind of went rogue in a way. Huh. Where, like, she was up for a promotion, but then she decided she was going to go off on this mission. Celine, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what a bad get, because this planet sucks. This planet does suck. It's but scary and loud. <laughs> but she's like the hero of it. Like, she knows how to fucking handle it. Versions of her, dude. Ver- yeah, versions of her. <laughs> I, yeah, I I love the death loop of it. Like, it's so cool. And yeah. I think a lot of people, like I said before, are going to get discouraged, but, like, don't. Because, like, there is 
a slight sense of progress with certain things. Great, it's like mm-hmm. you die, you lose the best weapon you had, you lo- lose all the boons you had, right? Sure. But there's like carryover stuff, like you have a sword, or you have like um, the melee is actually really good. The melee is great, enough. actually. Like the second I got that, I was like, this actually changes the entire. And I, game I thought it me. would be like more of like a getaway thing, but yeah. actually, it's like no. If you can peg down an enemy to the ground, like there's bigger monsters that you fight, they open up their little like red weakness because they everyone has a stagger meter. By yep. the way, thank you, Final Fantasy 13 for stagger meters. <laughs> And when you get the stagger up, they, like, drop down or something. And if you use melee, it's almost an instant kill. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. I love this shit. But you also, you know, risk life and limb getting that close to an enemy. Yeah, you put yourself at, at peril, but, like... Constant orbs. If, They're always shooting orbs, dude. Yeah. But if you're, if you're playing days. it right, you're always moving. Is you're always thing. moving. You're like, always dodging. I'm playing this game actually a lot like I would play, like doom or control yeah. where i'm just like always moving just kind of like shooting like just kind of out in the open doing what strafing. i need to you're strafing the whole strafing fucking the game. whole fucking mm-hmm. game you like i'm using the environment too like for those like bigger like yeah. tentacular monsters who like shoot really focused energy at you i'm like i'm gonna hide behind this pillar yeah you gotta use your dodge <laughs> your little and everything's on a cooldown by yeah. the way so your dodge is on the cooldown your melee is on a cooldown it, but um yeah i think the the gameplay is is superb and like i was worried about it like crashing on me from like mm. how much is going on at a given time but like it all runs really well like it crashed on me the one time that's not bad once once yeah 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 i but, i think i could see people getting frustrated immediately because it's a big ask in how it is structured and how it handles its runs and the fact that you can't save you can't save yeah. and while you so for instance in the first biome if you kill the boss you don't have to kill that boss again no. but you will constantly reset and have to fight enemies yeah. but there will be a portal to the second area. Yeah, it's like a Stargate. And that's how you get in. The, yeah, that's how you get into it. But um, it's a tall ask in that you have to go through like randomly generated areas in the first area to find the second area and then go all the way through the second area to go kill that boss. Yeah, again. and then go yeah. on to the next biome. And I imagine there's got to be like four or five biomes. Yeah, you. Um, I found out though that second area, you uh-huh. can skip it entirely once you kill the boss. So you don't have to go through it anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I got to the point where I've gotten to the second boss at the end of that biome, uh, the the desert, like, kind of Mars-looking planet, and um, it's it's super challenging, but luckily, like, you have these kind of points of that area where you have to scale, like, the mountain, and you get, like, a teleport point, teleport point from the bottom of the mountain to the top where the boss is, so it's like, cool. What is it called? The, the telecuter? <laughs> the tele... The translocator? The translocator. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. which is really cool. Those are super helpful. Dude. I actually like that a lot because it's like you can just run through a room real right. quick, hit the teleporter pad, and then just pass on to the next one. It's like if you just want to like kind of maybe venture out a little bit, but then go back to the beginning, boom, yeah. you could just use the fast travel system. There's some is... really cool Metroidvania design to this, by the way. Yeah. Bolstered by the fact that it has one of the best fucking maps I've ever seen in a fucking video I game. like the map, yeah. It's the really map, good. The 3D map where you can scan in and out. It's so cool. Also... I love the vibage of the lo-fi sci-fi. I know it's like a trope, yeah. but like they they nail it. Like it feels like Ridley Scott's Alien. It like really does. The menus, the buzzing of like screens and shit. Um, even your suit looks kind of like just a low low tech version of like what we thought the future would look like in the late 70s it's pretty cool i really like it and then the grind to it right or the grime on it uh i really the entire time i'm playing this i'm like fucking wish this was in the alien universe somehow right i wish the aliens game looked as good as this fucking game does dude because i'm getting not just that i'm getting like huge prometheus vibes from this game too yes with the statues and the alien race and shit yeah there's like so much like architecture and shit that like really feels like it's 
it, I don't think it's like a weak like pantomime of Ridley Scott's work, but it feels definitely like inspired by it. It does. Yeah. I find myself like walking through these areas and just like stopping and just like I want to stare for a second because yeah. it looks so interesting. And I'm like, why is it here? And why does it keep changing? Is it is it different version? Is it parallel universes? Is that what's happening? Maybe it's like one of those planets that's just like ever changing. Like it's maybe it's a planet yeah. so far out in like a different solar system, different galaxy that like we just don't know how it works. Maybe I don't know. It's fucking crazy. I want to know. But also like maybe it's something that the sentients put in place because they're working with like they have this technology that they use. They're like a very established culture. I don't know. Like hmm, we'll find out. We will find out. Uh, somebody beat it within like 11 hours so it's a healthy there's a lot of story to this game for something that's like very gameplay first but it just gives it to you in these nice little bits and pieces that just keeps you going like oh here's a good morsel yeah fuck i need to make it to the next part like next morsel and the thing that is brilliant that i like that hades also did is even if i'm in the first area Uh like for the 17th time i'm getting new story bits still yeah, because really you'll, cool. you'll, like, randomly, like, kind of chance upon a log, and it's like, oh, yeah. this will talk about something that happened to her, like, later on. and Right. Or you maybe found more of, like, the alien language to, like, look at the runes and kind of find, like, find out what happens to the sentience. Like, oh, yeah, you got to learn alien. Yeah, you got to learn alien, which is really, really interesting. <laughs> you, you learn what happened to the first boss, basically, how, like, they, they imprisoned what? him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't get to that. Yeah. What the fuck? Exactly. And I love this, too. I love that we're having two, like totally different experiences with this game what happened to them though they were trying to make their way to like this citadel and this some is of the shrike right shrike yeah. yeah and then some of the sentients imprisoned him in a tomb and that's the tomb where you fight him no shit yeah okay cool yeah this game's fucking slick dude i it I, is this, this game's marvelous i love it i, I want to play the shit out of it i'm so sad village comes out next week because i want to like burn through all of this game you know but like there's a lot of replayability just the fact that there's a lot of variety but yeah i i still find myself getting like frustrated when i get killed like very far in and go like fuck now i'm back in the forest again like fuck but you have to see that same fucking cutscene of the the helios (laughs) crashing into the forest again but again again, it gives you permanent upgrades like now like before you can only like hold one consumable item now i can hold two because i got the unlock for it so i I like that shit and like you said with the metroidvania stuff like i feel like i'm gonna get equipment that i could use to then traverse like previous areas again yeah there's apparently some grappling hook area that we we've seen it like a billion times everywhere I'm i'm like what the fuck i don't i don't have access to this yet but soon it's gonna change the whole fucking game let me tell you what what's your favorite weapon so far um the hollow seeker which basically shoots out a stream of bolts that chases the enemy and like tears them apart it's fucking great dude uh well yeah like these pins and needles that basically like little laser pins it reminds me of like a like a plasma rifle yeah basically and then um i think the carbine's probably my second favorite because it's just such a good precision weapon but yeah it's dude it is so satisfying fighting these fucking enemies like when you go out to the desert and these these weird alien cubes with the fucking matrix tails like the sentinels had (laughs) and like just floating at you and the moment that you when they pop they make this satisfying sound that also rumbles the controller like you know you got a good kill (laughs) this game's so fucking good actually i love too with the controller sounds to where your secondary shot is on a cooldown much like everything else and Mm. when it fully charges back up you can actually hear it like be like okay it's ready to use now through the controller where it goes like Toosh! and i'm like oh cool like i don't have to pay attention to a visual meter i just have to listen to that sound and right and then i go yeah i oh man the Big enemy stretch. encounters like they're harrowing they're really really fun they're super challenging a lot of like skin in my teeth fights yeah a lot of moments too where like you're really like 
not even choosing like risk versus reward of like picking up items but like should i take on this fight should i go into this room or should i just like main path it to like the boss i Uh, like that some of the reward rooms are either like hey we're just gonna give you a new gun or power up or you have to fight for a new gun or power up you have to fight a mini boss cool yeah like (laughs) yeah the first time that happened to me and the boss had like one of those like uh yellow health bars to show me that it's like oh he's like rare Oh, no. Yep. I got fucking trounced, dude. They put one of those big fucking tentacular monsters in a small room that you have to fight. And I'm just tentacular. like... Tentacular? Like, why? like that. Yeah. heard you say it before. Yeah, I've said it a bunch. Tentacular. I want to see this game do well. Yeah. Like, I, I, want I hope this, it does well. Like, it has to. It's so good. The thing with, like, Housemark games and Sony is, like, I feel like the attach rate is pretty high. Especially, like, towards, like, the start mm. of a launch. Like, I feel like a lot of people played Resogun. Yeah. Right. Because it was... Was it free? That shit was free. Yeah. It was free with PS Plus for like the first month or even maybe a couple yeah. of months. But yeah, that that's that's my thing too. How is a $70 exclusive Housemark game going to do versus like their other shit, yeah. right? Versus I, like a $70 known thing like a Naughty Dog game or a God of War. I think right? this game has more viz on it, honestly, because it is like everyone does know like, hey, Housemark is a known entity, but now they're doing something big. Let's yeah. see what that is. So there's that interest, but also... That word of mouth has been really fucking good already. Yeah, it like, reminds really me of like the, the word of mouth for Hades where people mm-hmm. were like talking about it nonstop. Yeah, saying they're addicted to it. And I can see why. Like I'm sitting there, even when I like get a bad run, you're like, fuck, I'm just like, all right, let me do another. Yeah. <laughs> right? Even though these runs are long, like super long. Yeah. Like you could, <laughs> getting through the first biome, like I actually did it in two tries, which uh-huh. was pretty crazy where I was like, oh, I feel really good at this game. I was yeah. like, I don't understand the challenge. And then I got to the second fucking biome and it whipped my ass like <laughs> like 30 runs after that. And I'm like, I'm still like stuck in there. I wonder if there's out. any adaptive uh, AI to it. Like there the better you be. do, the worse it's going to be for you. Yeah. Huh. I hope. <laughs> but yeah, so some of the, the runs get grueling. And like, you do want to like be able to like step away from it too. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just going to be like, yeah, I can't commit two to three hours straight to play a game. No, right. right? Which is why it's rough that there isn't a better checkpoint system. Or thanks PS5 for not having like a suspend featured like Xbox. Yeah, like Smart Resume or whatever it's called, <clears> or <throat> Quick Resume. Yeah, so you can <laughs> go move on to a different game or do something else, not worrying about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the drawbacks, right? That was the first thing that I thought was like, fuck, Returnal would be kick ass on the Series X just because of that feature. But the game like warns you where even at the beginning of the game it, it tells you it, like, yeah. oh well, the only way that you can actually like step away is if you use the rest mode. And it's yeah. like thanks like th- th- i think the devs <laughs> similarly like responded on twitter to like a-, a bunch of the feedback about it and they're like we get you but this game is meant to be challenging <laughs> yes Sorry about apparently it. difficulty is a part of their philosophy at that studio yeah. is what i read on ign today uh interview with housemark and they had the same thing where it's like well you know accomplishment can only be felt through uh difficulty and perseverance <laughs> basically for all of the things that we've heard about souls games before yeah. basically um but yeah i i um i think it's balanced pretty well so far like i said the only time that i'm pissed off is because the rng like throwing maybe harder enemies a little when i'm not ready yet essentially but um otherwise i think uh, it feels right and you feel like you can get out of most situations if you are actually being patient figuring out the patterns and not trying to see that's the thing the game is really fast paced but if you go at it too fast it'll fuck you up It'll destroy you. Yeah. It'll rip you in half. <laughs> like, it definitely takes some, like, very meticulous kind of strategy in some areas. Yeah. you And you can totally run away, too. Like, there are rooms, like, that you could just 
walk through real quick be like all right i don't want to fight this boss i'm gonna run out of it real quick yeah Some or draw is, them out of it too or draw them out yeah. of it or like use the door to like your advantage where it's like cool i'm gonna shoot from the door when it's closed i'm gonna like recharge come back yeah. get an advantage so on uh, there are some rooms you can't run out of uh, that they're like kind of like little challenge rooms that you get. The lockdowns, in. yeah, yeah, the lockdowns are great. <laughs> Those are they're fucking tough though. The rewards don't seem like they're worth it half the time though. So like I'm oh, glad yeah. that the map lets me know, and actually the visual of the room too, because you typically have to shoot like a living organism off the door. Lock. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and it's like okay, cool. I know I really don't want to go in there. Yeah, um, yeah, I. I, I like the conversation around it. I hope it keeps coming. I think it's going to be a really interesting, like, water cooler game. I just, like, like I said, I hope it does well because I feel like, unlike a lot of these first-party-owned PlayStation Studios, I don't feel like they marketed this game very well. No. And, like, I feel like it's going to maybe, I hate to say it, like, I don't want to see it suffer a similar fate to, like, how controlled it as an exclusive right mm. but like that game was not marketed very well and then it sold soft you know and like mm-hmm. i feel like they book control wasn't exclusive initially it was on uh pc and playstation uh it wasn't on xbox not was it on no it only just recently came to games pass oh interesting yeah. well thank you you must be one of them games reporters it's me <laughs> <laughs> i put on my game journalism hat <laughs> but like i just like i want to see them push the marketing for it i want to see them push this in the in the in the front and i want to see it do well because it's like they have a tendency if it's not like a naughty dog a santa monica a gorilla games game they're just like they just release it and walk away from it. Like, I feel like that even happened with Dream. This is where, like, they did not, like, support that yeah. in quite the adequate way, so. That was a tough thing. I, well, that, that's a different uh, conversation about value prop because the user-generated sure. content thing makes it, like, a little little different of a discussion, too. Because yeah. I, I don't even think, like, if they drummed it up with marketing even harder that it would found a bigger audience. I think it's – I think UGC is still – niche no matter yeah. how you cut it that's but fair. yeah yeah i feel you on this one where but i'm like Roblox i haven't seen yeah much much big push beyond literally just sony having gameplay previews on yep. their blog and shit and i'm like how come they didn't like send out preview codes to different sites right and like that was mentioned a couple of times where it's yeah. like how come we're only seeing gameplay from like the playstation blog what the yeah fuck? that was the thing where like everybody was joking about it when sony's like oh we got the exclusive to return all it's like no shit you got it how'd you do that like what <laughs> who'd you have to suck off for that jim ryan fuck yeah. dude I, maybe it's one of those things where it's like if we didn't have the year of covid right and e3 was in person maybe people would have gotten like an hour to two hours of hands-on on it right Maybe. What would the, like, the takeaway impressions have been like that even where it's like, oh, I played it for two hours and I got nowhere. I got my ass finished. Like, <laughs> I think it would still have been positive, right? Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it would still have been positive because it's immediately I was hit by the quality of this game. I was just like, this feels good. It looks good. I'm interested. There's a mystery here. Yeah. It's fucking great. It looks like Alien half the time. Yeah. That's how you win me. That's, That's how true. you win me. Make it look like Alien. Boom. You done it. It bums me out because it feels like dead space to me in ways like i feel like dead this space. like a, it's like a spiritual successor to dead space and i'm just like fuck give housemark the keys to the next dead space game let him let him play in that space wow <laughs> yeah it would be a roller derby they would give isaac clark roller skates <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like they wouldn't they wouldn't do a slow survival horror game no they wouldn't they would do the fastest yeah. survival horror game you've ever seen in your, well they would make this game actually <laughs> yeah it would be returnal <laughs> but yeah uh no they'll never do another dead space you know why you know why? Because EA sucks. Because Bobby Kotick had to take a take a. Oh yeah, he had to take a fucking half mm-hmm. the pay cut. Sorry, he doesn't even work for EA. I don't even know how that works out wise, <laughs> but it did affect them. <laughs> it affected Space directly, pretty directly. Confusing, right? 
but sometimes that happens. It's kind of like when an earthquake happens in one side of the world. Yeah, and you feel like a fucking <laughs> tsunami like happens in the other. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. That's why Florida's gone. But uh, <laughs> do you like the game? Oh, I, I love it. It's 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 the new hotness. I think. I think it's new hotness. Like, I think it's gonna do well. I'm not. I'm. I'm actually not even afraid about it doing pretty well or finding a place with people. It may be harder because it's not available for PS4 right now. Sure, that's one thing because it is a PS5 game through and through, and I like that about it. But also, people are having trouble getting a hold of this fucking console. Sure. I also think like maybe in like just that space of like, all right, the seven point what four million people who have. PS5s at this point, right? Like, they are hungry for new things to play, right? True. Yeah. Just because, like, (laughs) there's nothing else in that desert, everyone latches on. I mean, we bought it immediately. Yeah. We cleaned out that Walmart. Which was a thing, because, like, there was a point where I just thought Returnal was a stupid name. It is. I was like, this is a stupid name for a game that I have no pulse on. And then they did... When they did the last day to play where they showcased the 10 games a bit more fully, I'm like, yo, Returnal looks amazing. Everything about it, like, just checked off every box for me, and then I'm like, all right, this is a day one. Wait, yeah. something happened. What? Returnal doesn't sound like a stupid name anymore. No, it sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds Every good. time I say the word, I just latch on all the positive feelings I have to the Returnal. game. They fucking did it. You know what I found out the other day that surprised me? Huh? Mortal Kombat is a stupid name. Stupid. Mortal Kombat. Whatever. And with a K, that's even more bewildering. But you know what? I love that name. That's a good name. It I sticks. fucking love Mortal Kombat. That's a great name. What's dumb about it? It's mortals fighting. What's with the misspelling? Huh, make it Why cool. the K? Make it cool? I don't know. Ed Boon is an edgelord. And if you say it enough, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. It just loses meaning. <laughs> yeah, sure. You could say that about any word that you say ad nauseum because you disassociate yeah? the word from the meaning. Yeah? Solid yeah. snake, solid snake, solid snake, solid snake. It means more to me every time I say it. <laughs> You must be wrong. <laughs> I'm glad you're being bolstered through repetition. <laughs> Returnal's awesome. Returnal is awesome. Housemark, you did a bang up job. Because it's one. you return eternally. You tr- like I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes sense. I like that in the text logs too. Like yeah. it's like they always have to use the word return or returning. And it's yeah. like, all right, you're being self-aware about the fact that this oh, is on a loop. It's on a loop. It's on a loop. And you, you see your body everywhere. That's, yeah, I love every time I find my body and I'm like, what happened to this version of me? And the thing is that's really, like, distressing about it is sometimes it looks like the body's been there for, like, years. Yeah. How long have I been on this fucking planet? Looking like Gwendolyn Christie. Right. Running around. Yeah, that's how I thought it was at first. I was like, is it not? Okay. (laughs) I actually don't know who it is. It's actually Ellen Returnal. <laughs> Ellen Returnal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, any other last impressions on Returnal? I mean, we haven't beaten it. I'd like to do maybe a review episode if we yeah, I'd trounce be, it. I'd be totally down for that. Let me look yeah. over my my quick notes. I think we really did. Yeah, we did catch it all. We like, got it to all. Be honest. Yeah. I just uh, I've been playing it all day. That's the only thing I've played today. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm fascinated by the world, the systems, the the kinetic gameplay. I think it's it's a must play. It's the first like ps5 game i felt like i really played yeah no no shade to like you know miles morales or demon souls but Mm. like this feels like it's really like pushing the envelope in terms of everything you know um and i'm I'm impressed with it 70 dollars. i know it's a big ask for like a lot of people it's gonna Um, be the normal ask yeah going forward it's gonna gonna be the thing but like i think it's it's worth it like sure if you beat it in 11 hours cool you did a great job i'm proud of you Mm -hmm. but like that probably still has so much replay value even after it. There's leaderboard stuff. There's online play, like, with challenges. So, like, 
Yeah, I haven't dug in, into any of that content. Yeah. I haven't done any of There's that. There's stuff. And like, I, I'm I just hope, trying to beat the fucking game. I hope they open it up for like maybe like co-op in a way. Yeah, I um, think that would be neat. I wonder how it would be balanced, but it would be interesting to... Yeah. Well, you'd have to make areas specifically for yeah, it. Yeah, like co-op challenges and stuff. Yeah, so, Or like boss rushes, like taking on all the bosses together. Yeah. But I really could cool. see cool thing. Like if you had it where it, uh, one player had a specific way to attack an enemy that the other player couldn't uh-huh. you can have these like trade-offs when they're moving around and like taking advantage of the bosses and, and shit interesting I, or, I would do it. or yeah. maybe at the start of the lobby like you have to pick a like a suit malfunction or a parasite because yeah. like having a partner would like give you an advantage oh yeah there's See, stuff here we got you house yeah. mark <laughs> let us let us build some multiplayer out for your shit let's man let's do it i like we like it or we're gonna make dead space 4 i do like the I gotta say, like, the visual, like, bullets from the enemies is crazy. It does remind me of Rezogun, where I'm like, oh, yeah. what, what's happening here? Yeah, that's their expertise like, right the, there. The second boss, I was like, this is, like, such a vibrant boss fight just because of, like, the trajectories and bullets that are coming off the enemy. It's nuts, nuts. Go yeah. play Returnal, guys. It's, Beautiful it's game. awesome. Beautiful game. So. Play that fucking game. Play that fucking game. Play that fucking game. That's Michael. our review. Play yeah, that fucking go. game. All right, well, stick the landing for us, man. All right, Crash it into the forest. Like. Well, thank you for listening to the Save Room Plays and what we have been playing. Remember, this is the only video game podcast on the internet. Yes. I check. They're all gone. Song of the Ancients starts playing slowly behind me. <laughs> I don't know if it's English or not. Anyway, <laughs> you can catch us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify. Ah, uh, the other one, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. All those places. <laughs> All those places in RSS feeds or whatever, because we still, you know, still updating that, right? Yeah. Like we, we haven't given up. At auto updates. Right. What? I don't control where the RSS feeds go. This is automation at play, yeah. huh? Huh. You're working smarter, not harder. Good shit. And then you can catch us on Twitter at Save Room Show. And there you go. That's us. Boom. Bop, 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 bop. Stay tuned next week for nothing. We're going to be playing Village. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a blackout week probably because what we'll likely do is just pound through Village. Oh, we're going to pound it. We're, right. we're probably going to platinum it and then review it like immediately. Yeah. Because that's just us. Yeah. You would not believe that one apartment can have so much boy poundage on one game. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.